Rabbit. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 18th of October, 2020. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. And Robert Kemp. But she won't stop talking. <laughs> rabbit, 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 yep. rabbit. That Chaz and Dave. <laughs> I've completely gone whoosh over my head this. Is that, is that Chaz and Dave? It's like sort of like, what is it, 70s terrible pop, like comedy pop, isn't yeah. it? Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Yeah, so it's basically a song though, where they're like the, the the hook is them just going rabbit, 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 rabbit. <laughs> doesn't sound like much of a hook. Well, it's a song about a bloke saying that his wife talks too much. Yep. Rabbits on. Uh, rabbiting on. Why? It's not like rabbits are notoriously like noisy. <laughs> they're mostly quite quiet hopping around. Yeah, I, they don't, the rabbits aren't known for their vocal talent. Yapping, yeah. Sharon says It's like the one lyric I can remember. Is it, going to, rabbit. Is it going to be turn out to be some kind of cockney writing slang naturally? Rabbiting rabbit rabbit and rabbit hutch. <laughs> no. <laughs> rabbit rabbit what, what, was, what goes with rabbit? That could be mm. that could be uh, no. So some kind of like cockney food that's like Rhymes of talk. Eels. Ra- no. Rabbit pie. <laughs> Rabbit and eel pie. <laughs> Jelly deals. Filth. I've never had any Cockney jelly deals. No, I never I need, want them. I, I need I to go east, <laughs> east of Liverpool Street for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, there's there is nothing tempting about that at all. I mean. All right, this is an old debate that I'm pretty sure we've had many a season ago. But do you really eat pork pies for that jelly bit? <laughs> no, well, no one does. That's not. No one eats them for the jelly bit. <laughs> I bet there's some weirdos that do, but uh, not, yeah. not me. I, I do right. find I I would rather have the the thinnest possible jelly bit. I mean, it's yeah. a necessary component, yes. but don't give me too much. Yeah, you need the pie lube. Or whatever. It it's is. like I'm not a big fan of the white sauce in uh, lasagna. I, I find that. Oh, really? Weird. Yeah. I, I find mm. if there's too much of that, I don't like it. I want those tomatoey like a... bolognese stuff, not the like bechamel stuff. I see. Yeah, I like I like the blend. I think I I think I might actually like the white sauce better than I do tomatoey sauces in general. Unless that's uh. unless it's one of those uber rich tomatoey sauces. Then, when, then I can sort of get behind it. It's like, but not a red wine rich. We've talked about that before as well. Red wine rich, no. But just rich, rich, richy, rich. You just saying that you 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 just want ketchup, basically. <laughs> no, I don't like really. I'm not a big ketchup Ugh. person either. Um, was <laughs> that your your lasagna is like ketchup, but with, with like salad cream for the white part? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the, the like the, the, the right gusto. We've been getting like gusto food packs again. Oh yeah, and. Uh, they, they they seem to have a secret recipe for their uh, a secret weapon in their bolognese. If it's a secret recipe, how are you sources. supposed to make it? <laughs> well, no, it's a secret. It's a secret weapon. Oh, okay. it's, it's it's like a little ingredient we didn't expect, and it's like fifteen grams of marmite. Oh yeah, and they do and, they give you a little sachet of marmite? How do they? It's like a, like, it's like a little. It? You know, like the little dip pots you get from like right, yeah, 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 it's yeah, a buffet yeah. marmite capsule. Yeah, <laughs> but like, how do you get it out of the pot when it's so sticky? Marmite, you have to, must have to like squeeze it or like press marmite it out isn't of the little that pot. bad, really. Like real marmite, 
Yeah, I suppose. Well, well, maybe it, once you've got a little bit of it on a knife, it just pulls the rest of it out. Of the yeah, I guess. I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm not even sure what consistency real marmite is any longer, because I, I get the fake, fake. I get the fake marmite <laughs> that, that I like. Right. Which what, a, a veggie bite, but not Australian veggie bite. No, yeah, it's Tesco's brand. Hmm. Take on yeast extract. Yeast, yeah, known. that's it. Is it better yeast than marmite for you? I prefer the flavour of it. Right, but like the consistency of it just varies all the time. Like they're 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 terrible at keeping the right like consistent consistency. (laughs) (laughs) Like sometimes it's hella runny, sometimes it's not, and I prefer it when it's not because it makes it much easier to get out of the jar without dribbling it. Goddamn everywhere! (laughs) Is it to do with wearing the fridge? It might have been sat, or do you not keep it in the fridge? Fridge marmite? What are you talking about? I'm not a marmite connoisseur. Yeah, do not. (laughs) I mean, it's thick enough already. I wouldn't put it in the fridge. is it possible to not dribble the marmite on the side of the jar it's really hard well i mean that's what that's how it is sometimes with tesco's when it's not as runny it's just like this is this is better <laughs> well because it because it actually sticks enough that because it's usually like you get a lump which is like moving really slowly but there's a super fine yeah, thread of it that's like trailing on the all the edges and then on the yellow top if it's marmite and is it is it like the bit of cheese on a particularly nice pizza that just never quite leaves your mouth <laughs> right? Food reference, everything uh, pizza. Like because you get, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't really get like, that. I don't, yes. I don't know. I'm like I'm like a proper you know the pizza with real stringy, lovely cheese. It's like you bite into it, but it's like you know it's not it's not never it's it's rarely a clean cut. But There's that feels like, like that springy and wants yeah, to go back to the pizza, whereas the marmite it wants to get everywhere. It doesn't want yeah, to stay. <laughs> Marmite is just like dribbly. It's not like stretchy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. It's not sucking back up onto the onto the rest of the marmite. It's trying to get all over the top worktop, and all over the jar, and all over the. Um... Well, I mean, when the stringy cheese eventually does break, it like does end up half down your face. Yeah, but that's that. That's like it's stretched and stay stretched. It does like then retract back into your mouth. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> not. No, it doesn't go. <laughs> the cheese whip effect. <laughs> I. Th- <laughs> been on this planet so long now and i still can't fucking butter a piece of toast and put marmite on it like without making a total disaster zone of the uh, uh of the uh, chopping board and usually there's holes in the toast and like, yeah the, the, the holes in the toast is the worst thing <laughs> when you're just spreading like marmite and butter all over your toast and then you lift it up and you've just got like a huge blob of marmite <laughs> yeah. that's gone through one of the holes exactly i mean my personal recommendation is to skip the whole marmite bit but... well you still get the butter through the hole yeah even the butter bit i mean that's like... fine but the worst holes. thing about butter on toast, if you're in terms of like holes and like spillages, <laughs> is if you put slightly too much butter on your toast and then you're eating it and then it dribbles down your arm, but you don't know because it's body temperature. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. just finish eating it and you're like, you've got a whole <laughs> yeah. line of butter like, spilled down your arm. Down your arm, yeah. <laughs> Inconvenient body temperature fluids. It's like, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah. I find that when you're eating like a, a like a, a fancy restaurant burger, right? The juice that comes out of the burger tends to just sort of be halfway down down your hands before you get. Oh, yeah, it. when you're eating yeah. that kind of thing, you have to like you have to keep it very horizontal to make it so that the drips actually drip rather than run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's burger time. So Marmite's the trick to. Lasagna? What was it? It was a pretty yeah. Apparently. Well, no, well, yeah. yeah, we did it. We did. We, we had it in a lasagna-y type thing. I think we had it in a uh, 
Uh, we definitely had it in a bolognese style sauce. Mm. Um, it might have been a cottage pie that they chucked it in as well. They just love Marmite. Well, there was a yeah. period in our house where everything had Liam Perrins in it. Oh, but Liam Perrins is lovely, though. Well, that's basically the same thing, isn't it? But it's one of those things that's strong enough that it makes everything taste of itself, right? Mm. Yeah. It's a bit much. Yeah, you have to. Use it, yeah, you very much have to use it because I, Sparing, I right. kind of don't like using it on its. Uh, like you know, I used to do the cheese and Worcestershire sauce. Is it Worcestershire or Worcester? Is it Worcester sauce, sauce. or Worcestershire sauce? <laughs> I'm not actually sure. I like, think it's uh, just Worcester sauce. Yeah, Worcester sauce. Because so. I used to do like yeah, cheese and Worcester sauce just on toast, and found it quite quite nice. But then there came a point where it's like I'm too I'm too aware of what Worcester sauce tastes like now, and it's taking away from my cheese. <laughs> Right, you've and, attuned and, to the flavour. And this is supposed to be a cheese delivery mechanism. <laughs> yes, basically. Cheese to face. What was it? They were talking on Bake Off an Extra Slice the other night about getting a slice of cheddar and then covering it in chocolate spread and then just eating that. Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> and like, and, uh, what? <laughs> this, this was coming from the mouth of Vic Reeves. This is a British. Oh, right. <laughs> well, okay, maybe that's okay. on the <laughs> I mean, I, you know, maybe it's like one slice. I can't see you t- doing more than one slice of that at a time. <laughs> That'd be a bit much. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. It does seem... Cheese and chocolate, I'm not sure that's a mix I can get on board with. I don't know, I've heard of it before. Yeah, like fondue, right? Isn't that cheese? <laughs> you, you, no, yeah, it's cheese or chocolate. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't combine, <laughs> but you could. <laughs> that would be pretty weird, yeah. If you had the yeah. two, had a cheese fondue and a chocolate fountain next to each other or something, and then they occasionally float, like just, <laughs> yeah. you cross the streams with a bit of bread or something. <laughs> yeah, don't cross the streams. There's got to be a way to make that work. I don't know. Because cheese boards are like a, well, it's not a dessert, it's like a choice. You either choose a sweet or you choose a cheese board. There's no cheese combination. Boards. It's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a choice. <laughs> yeah, doesn't really combo. But it's weird because fruit goes with chocolate and with cheese. Uh, like grapes. Hmm. I mean, you well, can I mean, fondue both kinds, right? What well, great ways. Yeah, you could fondue a grape, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> stick it. Well, stick you... it. well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I've definitely stuck a strawberry in a cheese. chocolate fondue. Yeah, but what about cheese? <laughs> I've never stuck cheese in a chocolate. <laughs> I mean, cheese strawberries. I mean, next time I do it, I'll just I, or I'm around someone's house where we're doing a chocolate fondue. I'll just say, "You got any cheddar, mate?" Let's see what happens. <laughs> Cheesy peas. I mean, the problem the problem with putting cheese into a chocolate fondue is not letting the cheese melt. You'd have to be quick. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise you will mix the you, two. You'll, you'll have tainted it for everyone else. Yeah. Unless you have to get like a spoonful of the chocolate fondue and then and just, just bring it. it to your plate and yeah, seductively dribble it over your cheddar. That's why it worked better with a chocolate fountain because then you can just intercept the stream. That's true. <laughs> the, the, the viscosity is lower, uh, but it's still even the cheese isn't clo- approaching the marmite viscosity. <laughs> it's marmite, no, I mean, so I mean, I, I suppose it... and then you like their own brand stuff, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know. I heard that Marmite in New Zealand is like, is Mar- they have Marmite, but it's quite different. So they don't have Vegemite. Well, they probably have it from Australia, right? But they yeah. they have their own Marmite with the same branding and everything, but it's different. 
Is this not not like a Irish Guinness myth? Yeah, it's like well, it's not. It's South African Guinness, isn't it? Right, they're supposed to be better than Irish Guinness. Is it? Yeah, thought, or okay, stronger so, or something. Yeah, because you know, having been to the Guinness Brewery in Ireland, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, it is the same. Well, the stuff that we have Guinness is important from Ireland. From Ireland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but apparently the South African Guinness is like. Uh, it's you know it's branded Guinness, but it's made there, and it's quite different. And it's no, nice, okay. I thought I thought that would have been like one of their um because they do have like like I don't know export style branding, don't they? For some yeah. Guinness stuff, I forget what they call like like their their porters or more specific porters or something oh yeah, like they got different kinds that would that would have been more that more 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 South African. But yeah, the New Zealanders are reliant on their home brand or home version of. Marmite, and there was an earthquake, and the factory got destroyed, and so the no. whole country was lacking Marmite for like literally years. It was a crisis. Had, there have been several times where it, where they were just Tesco seemed to stop doing their own brand for a while, and then it keeps coming back. Which I'm, hmm. <laughs> it always worries me when it disappears, and I'm like, oh shit, have they finally killed it this time. No, I do no wonder about for stuff it. like that. Whether it's, whether it's just demand in your local Tesco's, and it's yeah. just like, well, no one's buying it here, or if it's a uh, like maybe if you went to Ipswich, you'd find like a ridiculous shelf. Or... It's like if you go to the Ipswich Tesco, well, I mean, right, the... and you're after fancy ketchup, right? Because no one's. No, I mean she doesn't mind Heinz, but we we'd we'd been buying like crappy own brand like ketchup for years. And well, we had, you we... have. Well, yeah, and then we and then we, and then we had the revelation like somewhat recently that it's like, oh hey, don't buy like store brand ketchup or yeah, mayonnaise. Maybe not. It totally sucks as yes, it turns out. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and I hadn't really, really been paying attention. I clocked that. Um, no, so so I went to find because find, no one likes you know Stoke stuff is obviously gorgeous for like ketchup and stuff like that, and their mayo is pretty good as well. And it's like oh yeah, I'll go to Tesco's have a look, and, and like all they had was just this wall of Heinz and nothing right, else, yeah. not even Tesco's own brand stuff. It was just a wall of Heinz. At least Heinz, like, Heinz is that's like the a good baseline here. though, isn't it? Like compared to the store brand, I'd rather have yeah. the Heinz as I mean, a baseline. That, I mean that's fine. Yeah, n- n- you know, names the ketchup fiend here, and so yeah, she was she was quite happy with that. And it's like, but but it's just like, well, if you wanted to go fancy, yeah, no choice. It's like it's just Heinz only. It's Heinz Town. <laughs> yeah. Ketchup means Heinz, not beans. I always thought Heinz must be British because of beans means Heinz. They don't really have baked beans in America, and yet Heinz is a giant American company, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I had no idea. Not never looked into it. It's probably owned by Unilever or something. <laughs> probably. We've been annoyingly getting Branston baked beans recently, and I don't think they're as good. They're quite sweet, mm. aren't they? From what I remember. Well, the, the thing not, that, again, I don't care about beans. The thing that's, like, th- that's actually disappointing to me is that we've reverted back to just baked beans because we used to be getting the fancy like five bean blend baked beans where it's just like there's different kinds of beans, but it's still tomato sauce. Right. But, but now we're just back to generic baked beans. And I'm like, this is actually not as good as, as once you've gone to the fancy one. <laughs> it's not I'll as go good back. to go back. Once you've had five beans. But then again, I'm still in the territory where it's like, I'll have the cheapest ass <laughs> yes, baked beans. You will. And they taste the same to me. And like, I, like I, I have no idea about when it comes to baked beans. They just all taste the same. 23p. Maybe you need to put a bit of Marmite in that tomato sauce mix. Probably. Then... <laughs> I'm surprised the Branson oh. ones don't have a kind of spice to them. Yeah. Chuck a pickle in there. Tesco value yeast extract. Yep. <laughs> 
Well, no, yeah, they need to take the Branston pickle, harvest off all of the solid bits. <laughs> harvest, <laughs> harvest the solid. <laughs> <laughs> And then just pour the brown fluid <laughs> into the bean mix. <laughs> I guess the question is, what even is the the brown fluid part of pickle? Mostly vinegar, I guess. But it's got to have some other content. Yeah, right? to give it that consistency. It's probably just it's like all... vinegar and gelatin <laughs> and marmite. It's already got marmite in it, probably. Some kind of. Dark malt. Oh wait, that's Guinness again. <laughs> <laughs> food. Yeah, that's the food segment the food of our podcast. Apparently, How's the we, should, we, shouldn't have done, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's going fine. The top might already be becoming quite loose, though. Which is oh fine. no! What? <laughs> Plastic kettles. I definitely poured it, and the top like opened slightly and started leaking. But that's you know you don't pour it so vigorously is the answer to that problem. <laughs> is it like a hinge top, or is it just one that sits on top or wedges itself in top? Well, it's a hinge, but it's got like you know it's got a typical plastic catch kind of arrangement at the front where you push the button and it pings open. Sure, yeah. So that seems like it's kind of kind of looser than it was when we first got it already. Mm. But as long as it doesn't fully you know break, which was one of the reasons we had to get rid of one of the previous kettles. Because if the lid won't stay shut, then it doesn't boil correctly because of the partial pressure of the steam. <laughs> Indeed. Mm. That's why they say put pan lids on your pans. It boils quicker. Keeps the steam in. Pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Something like that, anyway. Yep. Science. <laughs> science. <laughs> About the extent to which we use science in our day-to-day lives. Or at least Does, apply um, science knowledge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out there, right? And, and, and I, I was speaking to a, a Londonian such as yourself, Dan. Londonian. What's uh, London's opinion of science? <laughs> London's <laughs> opinion. Do, do they trust it? I, I don't know. I think I know what London's opinion of anything is. Because um, if, uh, you know, if their ability to trust the science on pandemic measures is anything to go by, London sucks. <laughs> really? I mean... Oh, it was pretty bad <laughs> when Noam and I were there yesterday. Well, the trouble is that they've... Uh, the, the, the thing is, it's like um, a... Um, what's it called? Like, observer effect, isn't it? Like, the only people you see in central London are the idiots that would go into central <laughs> London. <laughs> so, like, so like, like, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> so, and the other... The other problem is like classic human nature problem of like if you're if you're about to introduce a restriction and you give people that much warning, of course yeah. they're going to go and do whatever the fuck they want at the last possible exactly. moment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even the day after, as it was yesterday. I well, sure. There'll be some overlap. Uh, brief interlude. Sound engineer Rob suggests we might need to turn Dan down a touch. You were clipping a little there. I don't know. Sound when you talk when you talk normal. normally it's fine, but when you when you get loud it gets loud. Oh. Well, I, how I'm am I going to turn it down game. without fucking the yeah, we We've just discussed how dodgy that is. I don't know. Apologies, listeners, if this sounds a bit weird in edit. <laughs> You'll have to just normalise it and hope that it doesn't get cut off. Yeah, it's, it's it's not so bad as long as we don't talk over each other so much. Dan might sound a bit compressed, that's all. A bit fuzzy. Sorry. Just, no, just noticing. Just paying attention. I shouldn't look at the waveforms. I no. should talk into the mic. Yeah, that too. <laughs> 
I should get, if I get if I get right up in the mic, then I'm normalizing myself, right, by being right here. That looks much louder. <laughs> I'm matching Dad now. So anyway, London, London. It's yeah, I, what, well, I mean, you're, you're I don't, not I, a big fan of like crowds at the best of times, to be honest. No, I'm not. I'm not hugely. What's what's the opposite of crowd averse here? It's like I don't I don't I don't embrace everyone I see in the crowd being like way. It's uh well it, you know and London's obviously clearly going to be busy, but it's like I, like I'm sort of statistically in my head it seemed like the moron level was higher because <laughs> right. I don't know I, there's just there was one point where I'm sat on the tube and it's like there's enough space for everyone in the tube but it wasn't busy it was it was fine so then this couple comes and sits right next yeah, to me that like, even multiple chairs just one yeah and it's like at least they were maskers so that's fine because they were plenty not of people allowed on to that, not wear on a mask <laughs> exactly exactly people yeah, can't idiots. read yes, and it feels like morons. like because we had to go through westfield because that's where we parked to get into london and it's like there's massive signs out the front saying face coverings should be worn at all times in westfield and then you get into westfield and it's about Maybe sixty percent of people are wearing them, bloody idiots. And then you've got staff members, staff members like the security team, in fact, who are doing that thing where they wear them just below their nose. Yeah, and... that's the worst. <laughs> what so are they doing? I don't know. It's just idiots. It's just, it's, it's just like London stresses me out. Like just for, yeah, well, for whatever reason, <laughs> it, it, it stresses me out and. Then having to layer on this 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 extra level of like I am judging you, it's like I'm getting quite uh, yeah it was it was um a bit a bit painful for me honestly yeah <laughs> well I mean I'm a Londoner and I've only been on the deep level tube once since March <laughs> I'm sorry Londonian <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm a Londonian <laughs> I'm a Londonistanian. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just don't go in the centre. I did get I did get the bus occasionally. It's not so bad, um, but yeah, to try. I mean, it, it was it was it was busy in some places. Obviously, when you're walking down roads and stuff, whatever that's going to happen. Yeah, you're outside. It's, it's less of an issue. Um, but when you're yeah, when you're when you're inside, and there's blatant warnings everywhere, and it's like use your heads, people. Yeah, That's a, this is my um, salad, official salad cast message. Use your heads, people. <laughs> don't be morons. I think it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's like a. I I guess it's like they're relying on some people being morons and spending money in shops, and all the sensible people staying at home and not and staying alive and staying alive. Exactly. Like a <laughs> the morons spend all their money before they die, and then everyone else can continue to have money afterwards. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not falling for that trap. <laughs> oh boy! Because it's all like they—you're um, not allowed to like socialize with people like indoors, and you can only meet up to six people outdoors. But you can still mm. like pubs are still open, shops are still open. It's all—it's—it's—they're trying to quote unquote balance. But it's like if you're not a moron, then just buy stuff online. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're uh, order some takeaway. Not... We're conveniently not tiered or anything over here. Well, I don't well, know, if we, I don't know if, we okay. count, I don't yeah. if we count as tier one or if there is a tier zero, but yeah, there's like... Nothing. Everyone's on tier one yeah, in England yeah. anyway, yeah. But yeah, it's a... It's fine. Although, weirdly, like yeah. we were, I was talking to uh, friends of ours who can't quite work out why Essex has decided to tier two when they're actually 
pretty low on the um, overall COVID rates. I guess it's up to the uh, local leadership. Uh, well, that's what I thought, but I thought it was like like Boris enforced or something. Like it was. It was I don't know. know as, in, as in central, up. the the, the tiers were decided centrally. But... Well, they decided to devolve it, right, and give the power to the local leaders, and consequently, they're in a big bust up with all the local leaders, <laughs> like anti Burnham <laughs> like, or whatever. Sort of. Eh. So not quite as screwed as America is with their local state level <laughs> situation, but yeah, know, that's true. Isn't, isn't, isn't Florida the place to be because they don't care? Is it, is it, <laughs> well, depends, depends what you, you mean by the place to be. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the place to be if you want a uh, early demise. <laughs> but you will have a great time until then. I mean, Florida's famously full of really elderly <laughs> retirees, right? Uh, so that's their plan. <laughs> clean out the old people homes. it's also the swing state in the election right well right. at this point it might be yeah. it has been for years yeah but it might not be because <laughs> he might have done so badly at like mistreating the elderly people in florida by inviting coronavirus in that God, they, they might actually vote who knows what's going to happen him. yeah it's a mess we shall it's see a mess who knows but i'll be glad for it to find me over <laughs> I know you. We're not even American, but I'm still, I'm still fed up with it. Oh, really? I, I don't feel like it's. I've, I don't feel like I've been bashed around the head with it quite so much. Yeah, it's not been why. as bad because there's been other shit going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the one. The one advantage of having a pandemic going on is it, it pushes the American news down slightly. Also, it's not yeah. quite so mad because, well, simply because we're in the UK always. But you know, it must be way worse for Americans right now. Yeah. But like, if you know, if you'd like your news mildly varied. But we only have to last another three-ish, three-ish weeks. weeks, and then we'll be fine. Well, <laughs> then, then, the, then the voting part will be over, mm, and then there's it... another two months of fucking around until the actual transition <laughs> happens or doesn't. Uh, well, it'll yeah. either get better or it'll remain the same. Not that, not that I'm putting my political opinions out there. <laughs> we shall see. It can't get worse. It definitely can. <laughs> it can hopefully it? won't. Well, continue, continuing to be the same is getting worse. Well, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. No. Right. From world that's news. Our, that's our politics segment. Yeah, okay, you have done food, we've done politics. <laughs> Let's go to something <laughs> which is all about having fun and never involves any kind of political turmoil <laughs> or <laughs> the video yeah. game industry. The most the most welcoming community on the yeah, planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do we want to start with the bit of news that I just remembered, which is not really news, but is totally fucked up in that way. <laughs> oh, goody. Go on, then. Uh, it's, only, it's only really sort of tangentially related to video games, even, I guess. But there's been, there's been an incident of... of Accusations of sexual misconduct at Rooster Teeth. Oh, oh really? That's a shame. What's and with all these, like, I don't know, YouTube, big YouTube channels and weird <laughs> shit like that? Like Screen Junkies, even the Yogs cast, like the yeah. British one. Like, it's weird. I, I, mean, mean, it, I mean, it's not just YouTube channels, though, is it? It's like the, the current, the whole industry is under a bit of fire for this stuff at the moment. Yeah. Just like there's, there's, there's load. I mean, if you think of just the last couple of years, the number of like misconduct cases that have come out, even Cards Against Humanity, man. Like that, that oh, yeah. Bad, Cards right? Against Humanity, but, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, at a certain level, it's always been the, the, the classic like fame breeds 
bad people kind of situation. Sure. It brings out the but worst also, of people. <laughs> yeah. And also you could argue that any kind of tech sector, including games, is still pretty male-oriented. Yeah. Whether yeah. it should be or not. But yeah, so this allegation came out. And it, I think it's... The only reason I bring it up is because is it's kind of a slightly weirder situation with them specifically because... If you were like a single person situation, like like how Pro Jared did before he kind of got out, fixed that situation, not all the allegations were true or whatever, and he made a comeback. When it's just one, well, well, well I don't know if he made a comeback. He's back. He's back. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame because that's what happens, right? Even if you're falsely accused of things, it's like you still get you're yeah. still a bit tarnished. Yeah, but like when it's a single person, it's just like sure they just go away and that's fine. But when it's the Rooster situation where it's like basically all of their stuff is more than one person. Right, yeah. And they're like and the going theory at the moment is they may choose to purge basically everything that that person was in, which is basically like everything? 80% of their 12 years of content. Oh god. <laughs> So who knows what they'll actually do. Better hurry up and watch Ruby. Yeah, that's the one thing that I was thinking about from Rob's perspective. Is like, I guess in Ruby's case, it's actually kind of easy to fix because you could just redub his voice lines. And would... <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah, you could do. <laughs> that wouldn't be too bad. So the video what, content. what are we talking? Is it one of their like major and like their internal guys? Yeah, like, one the... of the fairly you know prominent people. Okay. Yeah. Not naming any names. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah. He's been in a lot of their YouTube content over the last 12 years, and if they do decide to purge it, it's going to really fuck up their YouTube channel, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I hope they'll make put the effort into redub stuff, because it's... Well, it depends how they... You know, this, is, this comes back to that whole separating the art from the artist thing. Yeah. How crucial was he to the the creative process in putting these things together? If he's just a voice artist, then, all right, fine, you can you can rip him out these days no harm but yeah if he was key then maybe it doesn't matter when it's a team i don't know who who knows yeah it's, like, it's, like, it's a conscience matter at that point yeah it's like, it's like how, how do you, you feel do... about kevin spacey films these days you know how do you feel uh... about bill cosby yeah <laughs> but yeah like I, so yeah that's a kind of unique ish situation for you well not that unique but kind of weird situation for a youtube because it's not like a TV program where you just stop showing it. Well, bit... All those videos are still there <laughs> forever. Well, yeah, and generally you could argue it's different for YouTube because it's a team, one person in a team rather than yeah. most YouTube, which is a guy. Yeah. Or, you know, most most bad stories you hear about YouTube tends to be a guy. So that's, you know, that's the bad news for the week. Okay, good. Now let's move on to the okay. shitty news. The bad news. Uh, yeah, that's a bugger. Like Rooster Teeth. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Sony! <laughs> so, so, anyone who was going to go next was going to get slightly... Uh, you should have just gone with Amazon on that one. I suppose it could have gone with Amazon, yeah. Bad news time! Let's start with the bad news! <laughs> Amazon! Uh, Crucible! That ill-fated multiplayer shooter game that came out once and then, and then and then got like zero views on twitch which seems to be the metric for people liking things these days it's the only thing anyone cares about well um, for amazon i'm sure it is yeah <laughs> um yeah so they 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 semi canned it at the time and put it back into closed beta status where it has, in fairness, been continually worked on since then, and the small community of community of players that are allowed to play it have been pretty positive on the changes that have been made. 
However, whatever they're doing, it's not enough. Uh, and I don't know if it was... I can't say I know if it was an Amazon decision or if it was a studio decision, but they are probably an Amazon decision. Um, they are no longer working on that game at all. It will die. Um, we'll never see Crucible again. So what, it lasted a week in real life? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. For most, most players, and now it's gone. Um, fortunately, it doesn't seem like the team are being disbanded. They are being transitioned to work in, on uh, a different Amazon Game Studio project, their MMO called New World, which I don't think we've seen anything of. But hey, it's an MMO. Are those, are those still a thing? Like. <laughs> I mean, just calling it an MMO doesn't really give you enough information at this yeah. point. It's like, what sort of MMO? Is it, a, is it a World of Warcraft, which I think is slowly declining? Or is it a Final Fantasy XIV, which is doing all right? Are there any are there, are there many other like trad MMOs that do all right these days? I mean, I know there's populations in most, but like... Old Republic? Yeah, Old Republic still has a bit of a pop. I mean, I'm sure Guild Wars still has its has its base yeah but are they as big or are we declining i don't if, if, i mean they're not in the news as much i mean, I mean no. the only one that probably is the probably the most stable one as ever is always eve because somehow they they always just maintain their population yeah <laughs> whenever you see the numbers it's like yep it's still about 13 to twenty thousand. Yep. So, <laughs> i mean that's not huge not right, by any yeah. means but it's been that for pretty much forever yeah it's a it's a very steady as long as they can keep that number, it's steady and it's still pay, it's still a paid MMO, right? So they're still making all well, that. There is free options in Eve now, so you know. Maybe the maybe maybe the fact that it is still the same number actually does imply that they're making less money because of mm. all the, the there will be free accounts free included numbers, in that same yeah. number. But how many of those Eve players have multiple accounts? Or does that player count include other No, that's when I say that number I mean like literally how many people are on the server. Not right not actual player numbers which is probably like 10 times that essentially <laughs> because probably they're not all on at the same time oh i see yeah yeah okay so the, yeah never running the math they're probably doing more than twenty thousand times 15 dollars or whatever it is yeah yeah uh all right yeah so that's that Better luck next time, Amazon. I wonder what ever happened to Double Helix. I'm just, I'm just like putting that out there because they got bought after they made Killer Instinct, which is a fighting game I really quite like. And before Iron Galaxy took over it, mm. and then not, no, I'm not bad mouthing Iron Galaxy there. It's still good, but <laughs> they didn't fuck it up. No, um, but I liked what they did with that. And uh, yeah, we haven't heard from them since Amazon picked them up. I don't think, unless they got disbanded and turned into some other studio. Yeah, or integrated. Yeah. Amazon. Their Prime Day sucked this year, by the way. <laughs> it's like it was delayed from like summer until like last week. And it's like, there wasn't... unless you were in the market for a ring camera, which I turns out I sort of. Kind of <laughs> turns out you were. I, they, they had some pretty good deals. Yeah, so, so, so I picked one of those. What's what a ring camera? Of... The one with the light around it? No, that's the doorbells. Oh, ring the doorbell. is the brand. Oh, sorry. Um, ring <laughs> ring ring okay exactly not ring 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 banana, banana phone <laughs> unless you can make it like that that's what we oh, all were discussing beforehand you like can. if you're going to buy a fancy technological doorbell you want to be able to program it to play whatever you want yeah <laughs> I was saying friend, friends of mine have got a turkey noise so just the inside of the house starts going which is pretty great um 
Yeah, that, was <laughs> that doesn't like, sound great. Who doesn't like turkey doys? They're weird. It's a yeah, yeah. That was the one sort of really decent deal for me, anyway, because everything else around the site was pretty measly and disappointing. We, we talked about those weird new echoes yeah, they've we got, did. didn't we? Those spheres. Why spheres? Is this a Prime Day thing? Well, that was the the dealy thing. Yeah, their right. Prime Day sucked, but like, like, no, they're just their new echo, their new line of Amazon echoes are just uh, they're all spherical. Spherical. And then there's that extra weird one, which is like a sphere with a screen attached to it, but the screen can follow you around the room. Ah, it looks creepy as. <laughs> not putting any Amazon devices in my home. I'm filling my home with Amazon devices. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not, not, not his biggest fan either, but who am I a fan of these days, honestly? Yeah. Patrick Stewart. There we go. He's still cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He made he's, that. He's the, he's the one that. cool person. Picard series. <laughs> that was not good. That was all right. <laughs> mm. I'm defending it partially, even <laughs> if it is a huge Mass Effect ripoff. Uh, other news: Sega turned sixty, and, and continue to not say anything about Sonic. <laughs> yeah, it's just the bit that baffled us because I'm sure at the start of the year they said like it's like with uh, well. But, I get confused between them and Microsoft because I'm sure one of them at the start of the year said, yeah, we're going to do 20 announcements in 2020. Yeah, I could have sworn it was Sega that said there were lots of announcements coming about Sonic specifically. Yeah, and there's been like none. I mean, do we know account. anything? Yeah, because what is their next plan? Because they had Sonic Mania, which was a huge success, and then they made an actual game and it was poop. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they made Sonic Forces that wasn't... Yeah. So, what's their next plan? Have they got a follow-up to Mania idea? Nothing or? announced, but like, there's rumors flying around that they are doing a Mania two. I mean, I think that was rumored in the background, but not necessarily with Christian Whitehead at the at the helm this mm. time. That they were just taking his tech. Oh. I um, mean, theoretically, you'd think that would be quite easy. It's just like a sprite sheet. You just make a level out of it. <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't know if like them and I. I think he was working on something else was the thing he got yeah pulled onto different projects so he's he's not available for mania 2 um and was it hothead studio hothead games i think him and hothead are working on no hothead not hothead hothead with the um, head cannon is what you're thinking yes yeah hothead with the uh rain slick precipice of darkness episode three <laughs> um or something like that anyway <laughs> something like that anyway yeah i don't I, I, I seem to remember they weren't available right now um so yeah who knows what what's happening with that i Although, want them to make sonic cd2 yeah i want to i want to bring back that mechanic the time driver mechanic go it's, weird. it's a cool idea in theory go weird with it yeah you have to if work can, out how to make that work if you can integrate it in a way so you don't have to do the cutaway and the loading pause and all that stuff that sonic cd had to do at and, the make time. Like, and make it like make it somehow... contrived of how to get into the time travel state and yeah <laughs> i think there's something you could do something real interesting with that especially if there's like the whole good bad future mechanic but you it's really dynamic like you said yeah, like less between, binary yeah so it switches between good and bad or other ways like it, yeah, in in bizarre ways during the level, or it can be very like zoned to bits of level depending on what you do there. Yeah, could be could be fascinating. That's a really cool idea. Um, 
Although I was pretty happy with them just making a straight Sonic game. Obviously. Well, yeah, obviously. But basically, what we're saying is like just get Chris and Whitehead and that team who made Mania to do any of the 2D Sonics another version of. Yeah. <laughs> like Rush or <laughs> yeah, any of them. Because, I mean, they've got the, uh, they've had the movie, you know, in between all this. <laughs> you think that would raise... I'll make a Sonic the movie the game. <laughs> well, I'm funny. just saying that those raises Sonic's profile a little bit, you'd think, in the in yeah. pop culture. Sure. I mean, I mean, he's in Fall Guys now. <laughs> they've made a they've made a Sonic the Hedgehog Fall Guys costume. Oh, that everyone barely know counts. <laughs> I mean, if he's not in Fortnite, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know if Sonic's been in Fortnite yet. Yeah. You probably that could be quite fun actually. Like Fortnite's art style with a bit of Sonic running around with it. Yeah, but it wouldn't be Sonic, would it? No, you could have one player being Sonic, right? And everyone has to shoot him. He's like the golden snitch of, of the... Well, you're going back to Monday Night Combat with whatever the hell that guy was called. The, the, the mascot dude. Oh, just the mascot. Like, yeah, I can't remember his name. Was he Muddy Man or... Was he named after a beverage? I want, like, the juice. I yeah. Remember. Yeah, you just had to shoot him until money came out. <laughs> It's a classic. And then there was the chicken dude. Yeah, he wasn't as good. No. Don't make me think about Monday Night Combat. I get sad when I think about yep. Monday Night Combat. Remake um, that. Sega is 60. Sega is 60. And there's no yeah, they've, been, they've, been, they've been doing sort of rolling sales. For, well, it's it's been like one sale, but they keep changing some of the stuff that's in it, I think, over the course of the the last week or so. I saw they've got so, like stupid, like dummy, um, like Sega CD mini Sega CD for their for their mini Mega Drive that you can stack it on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which fun. doesn't do anything. Nope, doesn't do anything at all. <laughs> so you can you make can the, the stack of Doom, the, the stack of power <laughs> yeah. You can buy the thirty two thirty two X as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could totally do that. That's great. They um they did put out a couple of like oddities though as part of this thing like so uh, free free to get hold of on Steam you can play Streets of Camarocho so it's like it's Streets of Rage two mixed with Yakuza because why not because put, yeah because that was probably reasonably easy to do I guess just hack some uh what's his face into it. <laughs> Man, I've played like hundreds of hours of that game. Why can I not remember his name? <laughs> Literally can't remember the name of the main character that you, Kiryu? That you are. It's Kiryu, isn't it? Yes. Kiryu, yeah. Kiryu Kazuma. Um, yeah. Get, stick him in Streets of Rage. That's a good idea. I'm surprised they didn't like cross it over into Streets of Rage 4, maybe. But I guess Sega, had, they weren't, Sega actually didn't work on that, did they? They didn't even publish it. Hmm. They licensed it out. Um, uh, yeah, so there's that. And they also put out Golden Axed. Which is a um, an old vertical slice demo that I think was shown at an E3 or some event at some point of them working on a 2.5D Golden Axe game, like ages ago, like a decade ago, I think. And this is like after that weird adventure Golden Axe game they did on 360 that no one talks about because it was rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah, they put that out for free. if you want to try that demo. <laughs> they cleaned it up a bit and put it on Steam. There you go. Have have a bit of weird weirdness from the past for free. 
It's not the first time Sega have been uh, known to put out stupid little extra games, though. 8-bit Bayonetta. <laughs> they did that. It's a terrible thing, but, you know, it's free. Hmm. So what's going on with Bayonetta 3 or whatever? God only knows. I really want to know what's happening with that. What's happening with Scalebound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cancelled. No, Nintendo bought it, remember? Did they Did they actually? I thought that was all rumour. I'm pretty sure that was true, but then nothing has happened since then. <laughs> I could, yeah, I, I didn't... I could have sworn we'd have reported on that properly if Nintendo had picked up Scalebound. I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> I thought it was all rumour. Anyway, yeah, playing out of three. Yeah, what are you doing? Because even like when Platinum put out, was it the Platinum 5 announcements earlier in the year? It's like, I don't think Bayonetta was on that list. So it's like, what are you doing? Mm. What's happened? Has something gone very badly wrong? Is Nintendo a terrible purpose to work with? I don't know. To be fair, their third party stuff has not been as strong with the Switch, I would say, as with the Wii. Well, maybe not even the Wii U. Well, the Wii U didn't get much of anything, but you know, no. they had some third-party content that was decent. I guess, I guess, yeah. The Wii, the the Switch has just been doing well on the indie scene, right? This this time, yeah. Which makes sense because it's like you can download stuff off the store and and it's portable as well. So mm. Ooh, it's quite and nice. A lot, a lot of indie games are quite well suited to a portable platform. So it's... yeah, that is fine. But yeah, it's not like you're going to get Assassin's Creed or Watchdog Legions on Switch, are you? No. No, just The Witcher 3 and... <laughs> Terrible ports of the Outer Worlds. Skyrim. Doom. Yep. That's I mean, Doom actually is good. <laughs> yeah, Doom's yeah. a fairly decent port by the looks of it. Although now owned by Microsoft, so... Well, they, that hasn't stopped them. They might, yeah. Any commitments yeah. they've said they're going to do, they might still put. And also, Microsoft might still put stuff out on the Switch anyway. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. Put Minecraft out on the Switch. I'm pretty sure yeah. Minecraft Dungeons came out on the Switch, didn't it? Yeah, is going to. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Sega. Um, and then we got a bit of PS5 techie stuff. Yeah, because it's almost we, we, here. It's almost here, and we got a bit of a... Uh, there's been a few of these videos floating around of, like... Um, we'll, we'll do PS5 first, because there's a bit about Xbox I want to talk about as well. Um, but yeah, PS5, they they put out an official teardown video was the first thing they did. Uh-huh. Um, which, you know, a little light on detail, because of course it would be, but they uh, they did take it apart. Yep. Boy, did they take that thing apart. Um, answering the question why is it so big with giant so heat sink <laughs> it, 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 yeah that is the thing isn't it it's just a it's a single slab of like soc or whatever or like or whatever you call the main board it's just a single main, big board, main yeah. board and then nothing else but cooling which makes sense <laughs> yep it's it's a massive heat sink though and they were like going on about like it was interesting that they they that some of the phrasing they used there though it's like because the because their heat sink is so massive they were basically saying and it gives us a similar performance to a vapor chamber and it's mm. like oh you mean that thing microsoft has that's a lot smaller <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's true I mean, in some ways, it's not as sophisticated. I think they put as much, all their R&D, well, not all of it, but they put a lot of R&D into that kind of high bandwidth 
SSD yeah, cause thingy. Because you, you could sort of see what they were doing, right? Isn't wasn't the main process or the part of the graphics hardware like surrounded by their flash memory in like yeah. a, a very specific flower formation to be like, okay, this this is so everything can operate real quick. It has to be next to each other. So that kind of is all cool. But so so I guess they're apart from their like industrial design of like the case being all this wibbly wobbly shape or whatever, their basic idea is like blast the thing with loads of power to get maximum performance out of it. And then, then have a giant heat sink to cool it. Um, I mean, theref- uh, therefore it's large. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't, I immediately thought, is this thing going to be loud? Well, that's the thing. Apparently it's not. Hence, yeah. hence that's why it's so big. Yeah. If you've, if you've got a lot of like thermal mass to conduct it, you don't necessarily have to have yeah. so much fan blowing. Yeah, but then, and that they have those that huge fan because the bigger the fan, the quieter, right? And that that, yeah. that blows across ways. It's a clever design. Yeah, mm. it's different. And um, um, I one thing is, I, I noticed on the... it was um, that uh, that you can explicitly take the sides off, and you're allowed to hoover out the the, the bits where the yeah. dust collects, which is That's the thing that you can't do on the PS4 because the dust collects in there, and you, if you try and hoover it out, you void your warranty basically because you have to take yeah. the thing apart. So that is, is really nice. really cool. It is nice that they thought of that. It's like yeah, airflow is so important on these things that yeah. hey, let's make it easy to actually deal with it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's clever. I did, and, did like and that. I mean, it it's is, a hassle most people are never going to do. But <laughs> and they showed that there. the uh, the stand works both ways, and it comes in the box. So that's yeah, good. so that's. I mean, that proves I was wrong about that because I thought you had to buy a horizontal stand. Yeah, that'd be crazy, um, uh, or at least that's what the wording was. But it's, I found it interesting that the horizontal stand is basically just like oh, it doesn't really clip onto anything. You just sort of mush, you sort of just mush your PS5 in there, and it will be all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> so fine if it's resting on it. <laughs> A bit wider, like you may scratch the bits of the plate, maybe like as it goes into the clip. But you know, whatever. It's all plastic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yep. No. So at least there's that, um, which is one of the minor complaints that people have about the the Series X design. Which actually, thinking about it, I'm not sure they, I'm not sure that has the vapor chamber design because otherwise, why does it have huge fans? Because that was the whole thing about One X, right? And that it wasn't really, it didn't really have fans because of the vapor chamber system. Yeah, um, I think that, doesn't doesn't the Series X have a, a really big fan and it's a chimney style? Oh yeah, to make, has, apparently has it's one, really really quiet. The Series X, which would be good, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, the, it had the um, uh, it, it, it's it's design thing that people aren't so happy with is when you turn it horizontally. One one of the edges has little rubber feet on it, so right. it's like it's designed to go horizontal without you changing anything. But then you can't do anything about the circular base plate that's on one end of the console oh it's just there it's just there yeah oh, so you're, you're always, so always going to have, have that little circle bit on one edge i wonder um, if it'll be a little bit louder sideways because you don't get the chimney effect well i don't yeah who, who knows if that how effective that really is because yeah you're still getting all, all the intakes are still open assuming yeah your left assuming that left edge is still open because it intakes from the bottom and the back yeah um, when, when if it was standing vertically, it would be intaking from the bottom and the back. So maybe when you put it on the side, you're actually freeing up intake a bit because it's not having to come through the bottom. Hmm. You maybe because if depending on where you put it in your rig, you might have an open left side. So maybe that actually improves airflow because it can just intake easier. Like, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. 
my air, my air fluid dynamics. What do you would that is it? Is it fluid dynamics? I do know that air dynamics, thermodynamics. Yeah, no, no, no. Thermodynamics is just where it goes up, right? It's like yeah, that's a chimney effect. But like yeah, yeah. I don't know how much of a difference that actually realistically makes. I think fans, in in that sort of space, fans run worse like vertically than flat, right? Because of gravity. Because it's putting force on the bearing if they're if it's a vertical mounting, so they oh, actually run uh, less well. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I mean, all my computer fans are vertical, so. <laughs> I mean, mine are. Uh, well, I've got one big vertical fan in I mean, my it, PC. It probably but... matters. It's probably matters more for larger fans. Is the thing right? Because yeah, they're larger mass, then it's still pivoting on a single point. Mm. I think they probably do want you to have it vertical, but never mind. I think it's more well i mean that's practical. the way it's, it's a primary design as well isn't it both of them in around. fact yeah yeah um because they, they they didn't they haven't made the xbox logo swivel no no so when you put All it sideways it's wrong it's wrong yeah oh what come on you learned <laughs> that at like the ps2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was only the ps2 that did that though, yes. right yeah <laughs> it was great though. references it it was pretty funny Oh, sad times. I did notice that. But it's... Uh, I don't know if I'd want a, a setup where it was vertical. Like, if, Well, yeah, I don't know where it, would, where it would go. Like, if I was starting from total scratch with the living room, I'd probably oh, well, want a, a, an entertainment center where things were horizontal, to be honest. Mm. I don't well, think I'm saying I, that. I'm looking yeah. at my rig, and it's like I probably could rearrange things. So there's because there's that vertical section in mind. That oh I'm just yeah, put, is that put even tall enough? Though? Yeah, that's probably tall enough. Mm, maybe I could rearrange things to make that sit in there if I wanted. Yeah, but I'm not sure I do. I think I'm just going to put it horizontal and just be like, yeah, it's fine. yeah. It's or fine. just put it over next to your speakers, which are essentially uh, the same shape. Yeah, but then if um, this. Um, Potential house moves that we're looking into well, right sure. now happens. We might Everything will be different. Yeah, we'll probably revamp this whole thing anyway. Reset. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think in your potential house move, sorry for t- tangent, but do you think uh, you'll I have... love a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you planning on the, the same kind of combined desk inside the living room thing, or are you going to split that out? Depends on the space. So, yeah, at the moment I've got, we've got the, the, the desk and the entertainment system you know the main the main what you'd call your living room tv setup and all that jazz all in the same room yeah probability is that we won't or at least the wife is extremely keen on me not having this setup well the thing is though like which means she might not want to see me anymore i don't know (laughs) (laughs) because you'll be in the room with the computer okay well well, at least some of some more of the time well i mean technically one of the reasons to have the setup like this is because the computer can be used as part of the TV. Yeah, setup. I, can, I can feed yeah, my that's TV true. from here for. And for you could do the podcast this way. <laughs> but, yeah. Where we can have the couches, but then, like, part of what I want from a new place is is a room that we can use for specifically for musicy stuff, like a sort of studio environment, so I can keep mics out maybe and a. Have, ah, have my okay. have my equipment out more readily. Get some fancy sound dampening. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, get some sound dampening. <laughs> well, maybe some get some sound dampening. Maybe get cartons some, on the walls. Get some bigger speakers and make more noise. <laughs> get some proper monitors out, you make know, and stuff noise. like that. Stuff I can't really do at the moment. And would it disrupting. randomly have like Gnome's cello in the corner or something? Yeah, probably. Yeah. A cello rig. And she wants a, a big keyboard at some point. 
Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Some piano, things like that. Um, yeah, so there's all these sort of little plans that may move it out. But then it's like, then the question is, it's like, okay, if I ever do want to feed my PC into the TV, which we have done fairly frequently when, it's good yeah. for, you know, Jackbox and yeah. other stuff. Convenient. Or doing it to build a secondary gaming rig for the living room, well, which is a bit weird. If you, what you really could do is just have, if, if the two rooms are like next to each other, you could just run a cable through the wall, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe get ahead of it and just be like, I'm putting an HDMI cable in the wall. How long can you go with an HDMI before it Not drops far. Off? That's what I thought. Can you get repeaters? Not... They must be expensive. You can get repeaters, yeah. Um, but I worry about the latency they make. Potentially. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't... I mean, you could, like, what, cat video over Cat 6, maybe, or Cat 7, whatever they're on now. Um, well, that try and be... do things that way, but I'm not super aware of how that stuff works. Yeah. And whether or not they'd hit the bandwidth you need for HDMI 2.1. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> that was our tangent from the new consoles. Yeah, I don't know. It might just be one of those things where I'll have to bite the bullet and be like, oh, I'll have to be like a normal person and have my computer in a different room. Like a normie. Like a normal person. Or you just end up with a massive cocking living room and then put, put it in here and no one will care, you know? I'm not except, sure just having a big room me. is exactly the problem. Well, it might make the clicking further away. <laughs> Marginally. But you've got a hell of a loud keyboard. keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> And I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm still waiting for my Hello Loud keyboard to arrive. <laughs> You'll love it sometime next month. It's satisfying as hell. For the first time in a long time, I actually switched the switch on my keyboard that disables the Windows key. <laughs> oh, right. Why? It has a gaming switch to prevent you yeah. from hitting the Windows key all the time. So, well, yeah, mine has a mode like that, but I've never... Of it but I just have it always done. off and so the first time in a long time I actually switched that because I was like I didn't know this and I guess Rob never mentioned it in his setup with his multiple monitors but I didn't know about Windows P <laughs> oh Windows P yeah, yeah and I was just like holy shit this is well useful for me specifically because yeah, okay. I only ever need to turn that second monitor on real quickly temporarily yeah. and it's just like it's always just those two monitors there's no free monitor crap like Rob has hmm so I'm just like, oh, holy shit, Windows P, that's well useful. Why did I not know about this before? <laughs> it's project, I think, is project, what it stands project, for. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, yeah, it lets you swap between various... It's, it's primarily designed for dual-screen setups, so yeah. it's not super helpful with triple. But no. I think I might have... Uh... Oh, go on. I was about to say, there's a, I can't remember the name of it, which isn't very helpful for this thing, but there's a little tool you can use to make, um, which I've started using, which you can make shortcuts on the desktop, so when you click it, it just switches your display. Oh, yeah, yeah. Multi-monitor tool or something. Uh, it's not one of it, yeah, it's like... I, I've got a good one. Display yeah. to you or something like that. Oh, right, okay. Something like that. But it, it, yeah, it's handy when I want to be, oh, I'm, I'm switching to watching on the TV, and I just double-click that, and it makes the TV the primary monitor and sets up the right resolution and refresh rates and stuff like yeah. that. and. And, like, some, and some games still aren't happy with high refresh, re, refresh rate monitors, so mm. I have a shortcut to downclock everything at 60 hertz if I need to. And... There's a very rare use case of actually that button on my keyboard. There's several buttons on my keyboard that I like never use. I mean, my keyboard has like, you know, eight different macro buttons and shit that I've never actually ever used. <laughs> I, bet, I bet like the average keyboard has quite a few buttons that most people never use. Well, the funny you've got that course... old uh, Logitech gaming yeah, keyboard the... that I used to have with the little screen on it. Is it? Has it got that little yeah. screen? Yeah, and it's got like and a I whole. I got that fancier, of... the fancier program for the screen that shows oh, better yeah. information than the default ones. Yeah, I used to use but that. Who uses Scroll Lock? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Scroll Lock is a weird one. 
Well, the thing about my keyboard is, it's not. I I clean it, but not very often. But it's not like it, it doesn't get like dirty. It gets dusty, and then you can see which keys I don't use very often. <laughs> it's like, oh look, the numpad's real dusty because I never use those. Oh yeah. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna have the stupidest keyboard. I'm gonna have to basically learn to type again. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering whether it's even worth going for like Dvorak or something, just because now would be the time. <laughs> No, what? It's just a it's completely change where all the letters something are. Different anyway, and then change it again. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be going. That's probably going too far, but we, we shall see when it finally arrives. Go Eastern European and learn a thirty rather than QWERTY. <laughs> yeah, what's? I thought Dvorak was the one people used, but apparently there's another one that is more popular these days. Uh, in terms mm. of crazy layouts. I don't know. Not for the. I don't know what the Western crazy layout is. I know, yeah, Asserti is quite widely used, as I say, mm. in like as I say, Eastern European, sort of Arabian style territories. Mm. I think Asserti is used. But... I think I might have found the crazy, ridiculous monitor for me. Maybe is it four grand? Uh, <laughs> it's not four grand, but it's very expensive. <laughs> of course, uh, it is. Uh, but like, I think it's got the combination because I was like. Uh, it's not because what I was thinking was like, well, I might as well go for like um, the the density of a 4K display, but I want ultra wide and it or not ultra wide, but 21 by nine, not mm -hmm. like the S9 or whatever, the, which is even wider, yeah, yeah. The stupid one. Uh, but uh, but I think I'd like it a bit curved because I used curved monitors at the bank and they were that was actually good for productivity and stuff, and it'd be good for games as well, I expect. Um, but that didn't that doesn't exist just yet, whatever. And then I've I've Googled around and there is this resolution which is like QHD plus, and there's an LG monitor which is that. So it's the right aspect ratio. So it's it, fourteen forty high but wide, effectively, isn't it? QHD plus. No, oh. this is actually this is actually sixteen hundred high. Oh, yeah, and wide and and twenty one by nine. So it's okay. higher density again, but it's so the number of pixels is just shy of like a 4K uh, number of pixels for like a 16 by 9 display, but it's wide mm -hmm. and it's so it's higher, um, which I think would be good. You'd be able to view more of a web page at once uh, and it's curved and it's 144 hertz and nice. it's and it's G Sync um, noise minimum compatibility or whatever. Yeah, tier yeah, one yeah, compatibility. Uh, I think that might be the one <laughs> because you could actually drive that, I reckon, if I did get a gaming PC at some point. Um, and it wouldn't be insane because the one the resolution I was thinking of holding out for would be 4K but wide, which would be too too much. That's just under 5K pixels, which is just a bit insane. Yeah, and there's not really gaming spec ones at that size. No, they're, it's, they're only sixty hertz, and and also it's flat as well. The one and uh, the one that mm. was made. Uh, so I think this curved one looks like it could be the ticket. Um, and and, for, even four K, like multi high refresh monitors, are still getting close to like they're just, they're under, but you're, you're still thinking two grand area. Yeah, so this isn't that. This isn't two grand. It's like it's less than one and a half grand it's like one Still a lot 300 or something i know <laughs> but i think i've been staring at this this particular monitor for like quite a few years now <laughs> so yeah um 
It might be the ticket. It's not in stock at the moment, but I, I was thinking mm-hmm. of that that might be the one. And it's Thunderbolt 3 as well. So you can plug it into my MacBook and it and it should charge it and, and do video and USB hub on one cable, what? which is pretty cool. Sounds nice. So that might be that might be the ticket, and I'll be sort of ready for for, for gaming on it in, in at some point. <laughs> ready for gaming, because I reckon 144 hertz as well is probably quite nice, just in general. Yeah. Um, or 120 yeah, yeah. hertz, just for it's, like yeah, move, dragging about, stuff around your desktop. <laughs> I, get, I get very used to it very quickly. Yeah, and then move and then move back to another to my work machine sometimes, and all like, okay, oh yeah, yeah 60. All right, okay. Does it make like because presumably it makes like smooth scrolling and everything a bit smoother? And yeah, and you're just moving everything. your mouse around. Obviously. Yeah, you just notice it on the mouse. Just like. literally everything. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like that might be the sweet spot that that, that monitor. That's why they're trying to push like some mobiles now as being 120 hertz. Yeah, and it's also the reason why I'm not going to get this new iPhone because they didn't they don't have the the one feature that I wanted, which was the 120 yeah, what, hertz. 120. <laughs> yeah, it's got everything else. Um, I actually, I, the MagSafe thing, did you see the announcement of the iPhone stuff? No. Uh, it's, there's not much. I mean, I like the design because they've gone back to the kind of the classic iPhone 4, which you had, oh, right? Oh, okay. The, the, well, the, the sort um, of square side. The sort of square-sided one, which is nice. Uh, so it looks nice. But I keep mine in the case anyway, so it doesn't make much difference to me. Uh, and I also, like, there's their, their product lineup, you know, since last year they've had the iPhone and the iPhone Pro, right? Mm. But this time around, um, the Pro really is only better because of the cameras. And since I don't care about the cameras, I'm perfectly happy to get the normal one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's got more power in it or anything. They've no. Just attached another lens. Or no. Two. Same power, another lens. It's different materials. Like it's stainless steel around the side instead of um, aluminium. But I keep mine in the case, so I don't mind if it's aluminium. It'd be lighter. Magnesium. Uh, uh, but they they added this dumb feature. So basically, like they were trying to make a wireless charger, Apple, uh, like a pad. I, it was called I can't remember what it's called Apple Air Power or something. Uh, but they they, they so that sounds right. Yeah, they right. Unusually for Apple, they actually cancelled it after mm. announcing it because they couldn't make it work. And the problem, and I've got one of the third party um um you know, Qi chargers. Mm. Um, and my one is like flat on the desk, which is the okay, idea yeah. is you're supposed to just put the phone down. But of course you have to really line up the coils. Like that's why those ones that um, are more stand-like are a bit better because you can't help but line it up by just putting it yeah, on the stand. Mean, the phone has to be the right way up and then it just, exactly. just goes, which is <laughs> but, what I do with my, um, yeah. yeah, I've got a Samsung Qi charger. And that's yeah, how I, and that's I perfectly that. fine. But if you want one flat on the desk, it doesn't work very well because... <laughs> Because you have to really line it up. So, and they, and I think what they were trying to do with the air power or was or whatever was like have lots of coils so that you didn't have to precisely line it up or not that mm. precisely but vaguely, and they failed to make it work as a product. So what mm. they've done is they've put a bunch of magnets on the classic Apple. They put a bunch of magnets on the back of the phone so you can snap it to a charger just like <laughs> the watch, and the, and hilariously they've called the feature MagSafe, <laughs> which is so stupid. Isn't that wait? Didn't isn't that what they called the 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 same thing that they did the for their magnetic power socket? Exactly. Safe sockets. Exactly. So the MagSafe was the brilliant feature of the power for laptops being magnetic, which they removed when they went everything to USB C, and everyone was mm. sad because it was such an awesome feature. 
and now they've branded this thing MagSafe, even though the whole point of safe was the idea was, as, as I saw someone comment on Reddit, was so that your laptop didn't get yeeted. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> when your dog like caught the power cable, that was the idea of MagSafe. That was the safe idea. Um, I mean, theoretically, the magnets might slightly prevent your phone from being shoved off a table by a cat. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, and they also had a whole thing about how they've got super strong glass or whatever. Um, but they always say that. Um, Mega but, glass. There are but, so many gorillas in this glass. Did they throw something at it and have it immediately break? Yep. <laughs> Elon Musk. But yeah, the feature they're excited about is there are magnets on the back of the phone so you can you can snap to the right place for the wireless charging. And also, you can randomly snap other pointless accessories to your phone. Can you stick your phone to a fridge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I bet you can, right? Because it's like rare I, I, made, I made a smart fridge out of my phone. <laughs> so dumb. Um, yeah. So might be a case of wait till next year when they have the actual display with the well, 120 hertz wipe your credit cards <laughs> yes that's the, the well that was it that because they um they actually showed like clipping a wallet accessory to the back with a card uh-huh. in it yeah so that, uh-huh. that obviously is intended that you can keep a credit card right next to it uh-huh because <laughs> they actually showed that working fine um, everyone always forgets doesn't that it take magnets time fuck shit up yeah <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> Don't, don't cards deteriorate over time though when they're next to magnets? It's not like it immediately goes wrong. Unless it's like a really strong magnet, yeah. I don't know if they, they probably thought about it given that it's one of the most popular products on the planet, but we'll see. No, I don't know. It wouldn't be the first time they've made some slight cock ups. And I guess the other thing is it's got 5G, whatever, but it's like. Yeah, fine. And they, yeah, for some reason, they showed off their new graphics chip by having them played League of Legends. <laughs> Uh huh. That was the one. Is it like well, well, unless it's if it's like full on League of Legends, it was full on League of Legends. Yeah, then I guess that's something. Yeah, it was kind of cool. They couldn't couldn't play Fortnite. (laughs) No, they couldn't. Not Not on Apple no more. I think there's been an update on that as well. Yeah. So that was it. They ruled that Apple can block Fortnite, so they could continuing to do so, Um, but they can't block. they, They they put a uh, some sort of restraining order on Apple, so they can't block Unreal Engine's use. Yeah. So they can penal. So you know, Epic is still you know, Fortnite's not on, not available on iPhone anymore, and the ju- because that's still go- that's still ongoing. That's undecided. But um, uh, a judge stopped. Uh, the judge stopped for, uh, short of saying to Apple, "You can't block this until this court case is settled." They are totally allowed to block Fortnite until that court court case is settled, but Unreal Engine is not to be affected because it's not the behavior of that part of Epic. You know, it's 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 the right call, right? It's the sensible choice. Yeah, you can't block all of Epic for what they did in one app. Uh, yeah, so that was that's where that's landed. I got a bit annoyed, like talking about like mobile phone stuff. It's like the like. There's there's a bit about 5G in the in the Samsung are putting out some new variant of the Galaxy phones, and it's uh don't, don't really pay, haven't really been paying attention, but there's a bit in the ad where it just says 5G for gamers for the win, and it's got like some rally game that they're playing, and it's like how does that make much difference? Like 5G doesn't help your graphics performance on your phone. Well, it probably 
will matter. I don't know about the rally game, but in terms maybe of like it latency, the latency yeah. for some games, but then I don't know. I think it's quite a lot, a big difference in terms of latency because it's much more like more like being on Wi-Fi, but just unless being... they're like indirectly trying to say, "Hey, five G for users of Stadia." <laughs> they just need Get a way to there. sell it, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it will be amazing because it will be like being on semi Wi-Fi just everywhere. You know, mm. ultimately, but it's going to take. But those, those contracts are proper expensive as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Five yeah, yeah, G totally. coverage is poor. Currently. Yeah, it's, it's not good at the moment. But I guess the idea is that once it's in all the phones, like the iPhone, that'll encourage even more adoption. Uh, but was I, mean, it I still don't think 4G coverage is particularly great. No. Still. I mean, it's it's in most places. I'm sure in Londonia, there's still there's still enough coverage for most places. But I don't know. Um, I, I still note when I'm, when I'm driving, occasionally my signal is quite low. Yeah. And my podcast is stuttering. Do you stream your... I always download my podcast at home because I'm I forget to download them. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so every now and then I let it let it roll. And if I... Spotify. No, I stream my Spotify mm. to my phone. Yeah, me too. Because I want it to have the whole library. Anyway, the PlayStation this 5 internals. <laughs> um, we did that. We did that. Let's so talk, do you want to talk, talk about, about the UI? UI? Yeah. Um, they they announced a new design. It's an it is a new design. It's a ground up build from yeah. from uh, from the previous ones. They're not there's no cross media bar. There's and it's it's sort of similar, I guess, in some respects to PS4. They're like they've borrowed some of the ideas. Like there's a horizontal category selector yeah. still, which you can get to I think by pushing up on PS4 and it takes you to a similar looking bar. Um, uh, it's just sort of, it's kind of the same but rearranged. Um, the thing, there are a couple of things like new features that I, I can't decide if they're good or bad. In basically, so like the stuff they're doing with parties seems to make sense. That the parties are sure. more than just a chat room. It's like they're like a social group now. So we can, can set up a little happy salad party, for example. Yeah, you can have you them. Can, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can see what that group's up to. You can see what anyone in the group. You can invite your group to think. You can share clips to only that group. You can yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you can invite them to games. You can allow them Circles. to watch what you're playing right now, like Google Plus. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What are you joking? Or, or even like just Messenger or WhatsApp groups, right? It's, it's that idea, and it's like that. That stuff's all fine. It's not revolutionary, but it, uh, and it's. I think it's the sort of stuff that Microsoft has been slowly working towards, but didn't quite get there in time. Kind of, kind of deal. You know, I mean, they're they're, they're trying to do that kind of stuff with parties and looking for group and all that stuff, but they didn't get to the whole idea of having these separate group things. Not quite there. Um, no, it's not. It's not interesting. You but, think Microsoft would be ahead? Although they're probably in the same place on Series X. I would be surprised. I don't know. They haven't talked anything about like these features coming or anything like that. So it's uh, well, I think what this clearly what this means is Microsoft is going to buy Discord like they bought Skype. Is <laughs> <laughs> this is the next step on that same feature space essentially? No, I mean that would. Hmm. I mean it. I mean it, there's a there's a logic to that, but I think they'd just do it. Um, <laughs> it would make sense. They've already got Skype. They could already do like group chats and things like that and just leave them there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah, that's, so, that, so they've got that. They've got that little advantage. But there's things like um, the card system, they called it, where like con 
depending on where you are, you can in in the interface and or what you're doing at the time. There's a list of cards related to what you're. So if you're in a game, for instance, you get a list of cards suggesting, oh hey, well here's here's an achievement you're close to getting. Do you want to track it? Or here's a here's a hint guide to getting this achievement, which is kind of cool actually that it's integrated yeah, straight it's very in. Cool. I, I I do quite like that. I really um, like that aspect where it's like a bit like because in my Kindle it it tries to measure my reading speed and it goes like oh you've got like 10 minutes left in this chapter and like mm. 15, 11 hours left in this book uh, and that's quite helpful i find and like it, this is quite cool it's like oh this this level is probably going to take another 15 minutes it's quite cool based, yeah based on your current play style this is how long we think it's going to be for you but it's like that's going to be hugely game specific there's going to be yeah true that's developers are going to have to put in the work to support those features well, unless it's a full um, metadata thing where it's like pulling different it's looking at everyone who's played the game and just pulling data yeah it did say it was personalized so like it would have to be scaling it to you for that to be well, personalized yeah, but, i mean that's what i mean if it's if it's like if it could look at say all everyone's achievements and see how long it took them to get that achievement versus their playtime and then extrapolate from that and then look at your speed of getting however many achievements you have and then yeah, it. it was a bit more than that though, because it was like giving you like level completion times as well, wasn't it? It's was like, yeah, well, this is how long sure, it will take to get through this. You this could section. even calculate that just from the achievements in most games. Yeah, which I don't, I don't know if that in itself is like a little, and like they did say, it's like, hey, hints and things that are spoilery will be flagged as spoilery, and even when you send stuff to your party, if it's spoilery and we know that it's going to be spoilery, we'll flag it as such. So your party don't have to look at it if they right. don't want to. That's cool. And it's like that's fine, but that's a, that's another load on developers to implement all that. Um, which you know, and it's going to be up to developers to do it. So they, uh, who knows whether pe- they'll actually do that stuff. Well, I mean, first party will, I guess, because because Sony will force them to. <laughs> but, well, I mean, Sony have been the ones who have been quite heavy-handed with their like censorship of pop-up stuff like when like all the all the all, there was all those controversies about like when you try to take screenshots of certain games and it just wouldn't let you yeah <laughs> like was... this is a cutscene no you can't exactly yeah there are, or you get a message on screen in places even if you're not sharing your screen where it would say like you can't share right now yeah because and it's like well i don't need to know i'm not sharing uh, it was, yeah, it was a bit egregious, and there were, of course there were, there were some games I think where the developer just put the blanket flag over the whole game, yeah. so it's just impossible to share anything from it. And it's like, yeah, so I think you're you're going to get a mixed bag with these features, but the ones that implement it well, it's going to be good. I mean, I do think um, it would be cooler if they could make it mostly data instead of relying on the developers. But then yeah, you, but then then how, how else in... do you flag spoilers and that kind of stuff? Well, like, for spoilers, how... maybe that's different. The hint videos obviously have to be prepared ahead of time and all sure. that stuff. Unless it's user-generated. <laughs> yeah, which... Like, <laughs> Go into really the Steam, want... Steam style. Well, well, yeah, if I'm going uh, to say, can I get a hint to this, I'm going to be like, what's up, YouTube? It's your boy presenting you with a hot cheat. Well, or, or you get Steam guides where most of them are just bullshit memes and not actually guides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I want any of that. But the day, if they could make it, make a lot like a generic level of that that was based on data. I mean, obviously people would get pissed off about data harvesting, but <laughs> I think at this point that'd be a decent way to do it. And any other thing about that though is the other the stuff I tend to want to look up about a game are not stuff that's necessarily tied to an achievement. So it would like be some esoteric. It's like, is this supposed to happen? Or is... <laughs> well, I'm not sure they'll be able to tell you that either. Or like, like, what do I need to, like, where do I find this thing? 
Like the, the more question stuff rather than things that are just straight up. Oh, how do I get this achievement? And like, yeah, the system probably won't be able to cater for that kind of question still. No, but hey, it's a step. It's not a complaint. But as the other part of that um, card system though, that bothers me though is because it's all context sensitive. If there's something you really want to get access to, I'm a little concerned that it might be uh, or feel a bit random as where you'll find that information. Because there was a bit they showed where it's like, oh, hey, you took a screenshot. And it's like, okay, how do I get to where to the last thing I just did? It's like, well, you go to your card list. And in this case, it just happens to be on the far right about you sharing a thing because it was related to the game you're in and something like that. It's like, all right, where's, my, where's the where's the gallery or something if I were to get to that standard thing? It must exist. Yeah. Just, I'm just using that as a bad example to be like, okay, for the thing I want to get access to, it could be somewhere in the card list, but maybe not a consistent somewhere. I don't know. I mean, I find that a nightmare on the P- current PS4. Like, I can never fucking find my downloads list. It's impossible to find the downloads. Isn't like, it in? Is it in a pop? One of those like the press the PS button pop up side menu, like the side you one. Get, you can just get to downloads from there. Or... Well, it's not. I mean, I can't remember honestly. I never look. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, never mind. I'm trying uh, to get to the downloads in the library is mysteriously difficult. The PS4. <laughs> anyway, and they. I guess yeah. But yeah, it looked it. It looked fine. I think it looked good. I like the cards, and I like the ideas. And the cards remind me of the new Xbox experience. (laughs) Uh, I think this, yeah, a little bit. Uh, It was my favorite Xbox UI. I think. Yeah, yeah, the first NXE. You mean? Yeah, the blades. After the blades, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, Yeah, just uh, it's just one of those things. I'm not so sure about like some of the pop up stylings. I wasn't so sure about the uh, you know when they looked a bit just look look a bit dull. And they always on the PlayStation. Yeah, though. a little bit lacking in character, and I'm like, and that's that's a weird thing for me to say, given that I quite like the Metro design of the Xbox and like where the Xbox is currently at. But even that felt like it has more pizzazz than even though they're, they're all just boxes. Oh, I think I think it's just because like some of the pop ups were just black, right, with like a a bit of text in them. Yeah, it's going to be the f- who's going to be the first to do diagonal. Like a corner diagonal pop in, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, not in these boring rectangle boxes. I know, it's, I know, it's a really stupid thing to say, but there's just something about it just didn't hook me from a design perspective. I don't know. Um, I think they're just going for clean, aren't they? I quite yeah. like that the cards are a little it's bit like rounded would. and have a little border around them. It's a bit more inventive than just the standard rectangle. And I, a bit of me does like the idea of the picture-in-picture thing. Like yeah. If I, if I were to put someone else's view, I wonder if you like. I wonder if that could be a bit cheaty, though, right? Is if you're playing a multiplayer game and you pull up a picture and picture of someone sharing their screen and stick it in a yeah. corner of the screen, with like, okay, for starters, the game would probably have to have a corner of the screen that you wouldn't need to use all that much. So well, there's like, there's no HUD here. Well, so you can stick your VIP here. All the picture and picture will just be like the sharing disabled. Yeah, they'll turn it <laughs> off for multiplayer games or something. Um. Uh, if you're playing the same game, or something. if you're in the same maybe game, yeah. maybe there's some sense sensing there. Um, but I also found it slightly hilarious that it's like, and you can put it on the side. Xbox Snap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh god, it's it's happening again, isn't it? People are bringing back old Microsoft ideas that no one liked, <laughs> but they'll like them now. So now, now we just need to have them put it onto a smartphone. <laughs> or a Vita <laughs> or a Vita yeah uh, it's quite funny but yeah hey it's an interface it looks good I think the new features are smart and yeah, sensible yeah that's cool um, they're not 
yeah, nothing mind-blowing there, really, but, like, what did you expect? Just a bit um, more integrated and nicer. Yeah. Um, some of the new ideas seem good. Not not crazy, but good. Yeah, yeah, the, the social party thing, I think, is the main thing. If you're that sort of player and have that sort of crew, then that's going to that's gonna mean something. Yeah. Oh, fine. Uh, there was a very minor Xbox UI update I noticed this week that I don't think really changes anything at all other than some of the design styling. I think they're working to bring things about the new consoles and the old consoles together. So yeah, no news there really. Just that mm. things are things are changing slowly on the Xbox UI front. There's been a there's been a number of updates over the last couple months that are just I think just been pure slight style changes. But I think I, I think we know that the Series X's UI is going to be identical, just faster. Oh, the other thing about the Sony UI is they fixed the store, so it's actually a native application, right? Yeah, rather than a web app or whatever yeah. it is now that runs he hella slow. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, yeah. They didn't show it, but they no, just said... But, yeah. They just said, it's an integrated thing now. Which, like, I'm not sure I'm against the idea of it being a whole separate app. I think that's the wrong way to say that. It's the fact that it was a separate app on PS4 and was basically just, as I say, was a web app inside the system. So it was just running the website on your PlayStation and didn't run it well. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the problem. It's, it's like you could have built that app better, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it's true. Well, whatever works and gives a better experience. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Kat, was that was that you? <laughs> oh my god, cats just sat down on me, and then oh, there's a there's a warm smell in the air. <laughs> warm smell. Oh dear. Thanks, Fortunately, it, it seems to have passed quite quickly, so that's all right. <laughs> right, is that the end of the news? Apparently, no. Cat news. One more one more thing. I want to talk about that that um, digital foundry. Um, look at dirt five oh because they've done you know dirt five is probably the first like hands-on time anyone's had with a next-gen game for realsies yeah and like properly let on and it's like and so they've done this little tear down of like of like here's here's, here's what we found in dirt five and it's like a couple of little bits before we get even get to that i find it interesting that dirt five's not being developed by codemasters usual teams right they've put they've put evolution studios on it or who were evolution studios uh, who used to make Motorstorm, Drive Club, and more recently Onrush. Yeah. Um, so they're putting that team on this. And they're using um, that engine, are they? They're using the Onrush engine, yeah. So it's mm. they're not using they're not using Ego anymore. Uh, so and I get a very arcadey vibe about this in general. Right. Like, and, and and it doesn't look very the way the cars handle, the way they collide, nothing feels very sim about this. Which I think is actually kind of fine. I think they need to push dirt in that direction, and then leave all the sim stuff to dirt rally. Uh, maybe it's like I'm kind of okay with that. Right. Um, It'd be cooler if they then expand dirt rally to not just be rally, also bring back all the other kinds of. Well, they had a dirt. Dirt rally's got a little bit rally cross, but hasn't not it? like all the all the other stuff. Like the truck races and all that, <laughs> but the, but I think that should stay in dirt. I don't think Dirt Rally should have the 
the trophy truck racing or the Baja or any of that. That's all. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Like, where is the distinction? Because Rally Cross is Rally Cross is also in dirt five. But but it's but it's treated. Oh, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> <coughs> but it's treated as as a more serious event because that's what Rally Cross really is, isn't it? It's like it's a bit more. I don't know. They treat it like a proper track event rather than, hey, there's a load of car, load of trucks going around a dirt track and they're just crashing into each other and they're like, hey, everybody, it's a crazy festival. Yeah, but that's the Dirt 5 versus Dirt Rally. It's the same sport, just <laughs> arcade slash not arcade. I mean, I guess you could serious up truck racing, but who's going to take truck racing seriously? <laughs> <laughs> truck racing fans? I mean, it would be no more serious than how Rally Cross is in Dirt Rally, I guess. You're still driving cars slash trucks <laughs> in a circuit style yeah i don't know i, I quite like the, the if if that is the if the if they made dirt more about racing and rally dirt rally more about single car rally events that's fine that seems and hill climb decent and hill climb yeah single yeah. car rally event as well yeah so, I'm, I'm, so I'm what perfectly... we're actually saying is take rally cross out of dirt rally yeah <laughs> i don't i don't why rally cross is doesn't seem that fun in games i don't understand quite why i mean its implementation in dirt rally is fine but it's i like the special stages you can keep that that's oh, yeah yeah did they is do that, that still... in is that in dirt rally no I don't no. know if that's true. They should put, they should put special stages. No, they, I think they did get rid of it in real rally. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. That was that was quite funny. That was in the earlier Dirt games, like Dirt Three. Yeah. I'm pretty sure had special oh, stages. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's it was it was definitely there in the early days of Dirt for sure. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, the bit I disagree with about what, in all of this is that the and I, I, the Digital Foundry teardown was quite gushing and like i was like isn't this oh look at all these next gen governs isn't it great it runs really well at 4k it runs pretty well you can put it in image quality mode and it runs slightly less well but it's still running at 4k with sharper graphics and bigger and a lot more and a lot more crowd and all that kind of stuff but there's that 120 hertz mode as well which actually works and maintains its 120 hertz pretty good running at 1440p i think it managed on the series x um which is and a lot lower detail in terms of crowds and shadows and things like that. And they're like, doesn't isn't all this great? And I'm looking at it going, it doesn't look particularly next gen. Right. There's, no, there's nothing about this presentation, perhaps other than the 4K, that I'm looking at going, wow. I mean, what <laughs> game have you looked at going, wow, that's next gen? The only thing for I mean, me has I been mean, that Unreal Tech demo, uh, which. Well, right? yeah, that. And, you know, maybe ray traced cyberpunk oh that's true yeah that, that looks pretty sweet you definitely weren't going like it's just because this is the first one of these to be looked at i think maybe the digital foundry leaned into it too hard because mm. like you wouldn't expect codemasters to be the super next gen no. game anyway i mean dirt one kind of was when it came out right on 360 was like, it though? Uh, i mean, I mean uh, other than the brown filter which every game had back then like it, like I don't dirt it was, one was quite the looker. I don't know if it was like the best you could have done at that time. I don't think Codemasters have ever been in the in the re region of like being the absolute maximum. No, I don't. I don't know if they've ever been the zenith no. of tech, but they've they've been they've had their moments. I mean, do you yeah. think that Demon Souls remake? Obviously, it's a re. re what do you think it looks next gen? I guess. I guess. 
It certainly looks a lot better than the original, but that's two generations ago, <laughs> and that was a launch game. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, it looks and, good. And I, think that, and I think that definitely has more next... I think it does have more next-gen clout than this does. Than this, yeah, I'd yeah. agree. Because that's what they're focusing on, right? Because it's a remake, they don't have to make the game in a way. I mean, they do. Well, I guess not. But yeah, like, the game engine's all mostly the same. And they want to make it look super pretty. Well, I say mostly the same. They probably have, if they're making it run at 60, which I'm not sure they are, actually. I don't know if they are doing 60 hertz for for the new Demon Souls. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, 60? But sure because, well, Demon 60. Souls and Dark Souls historically have massive problems, don't they? Yeah. Getting to run at 60 hertz. The PC version yeah. is, is, tro- is bad. But this, this, won't, um, this won't be the same. Like, presumably this is done with a different, like, Unreal or something, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't, I don't know if it'll be a ground-up build or if it'll is, be... Yeah based on the original code kind of thing. Um, anyway. Dirt 5. Yeah, I mean it's like it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's just fine. It's like I, I don't I don't think it's uh it's whelming. But then I think Dirt 5 has like uh, is is also it's a cross gen title, right? It's not a purely yeah. next gen title. Most it will of them be coming are. out on Yeah. Most most of the stuff coming out soon absolutely will be. So it's um it's tricky to know what they could have done and couldn't have done. But then it still has like little like classic problems. It's like one of my one of my bugbears of racing games is like I'm not talking about bugbear the racing game studio. Mm. Uh, the, is the um, the fact that you know it, you get this effect every now and then where cars are clearly not on the ground. They're like mm. because of the way wheels are done and they don't want them clipping through the floor. They're sometimes a little bit above the ground. And that, like, and, that and you that can sometimes kind of stuff, see the gap in shadow. Right? Like, there's a gap, and it's still there. It's still here in Dirt like, 5. Even, some, even some... in the PS5 UI demo, they showed jumping into a game, and it was super impressive how it loaded super quickly. What was it? The all-star battle thingy-majig. Oh, yes. And yeah, then yeah. they're like, okay, line up to take a photo with our, um, our you know, media capture thing, you know. And, like, the bloody character's feet were clipping through the floor, and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is never going to be solved, no matter how much technology. They're never going to, like, make it so that characters actually <laughs> properly interact with the environment <laughs> until they're doing that whatever that leg tech is to, to yes, stop that has its walking. own problems that has its own problems but until that that tech gets like infinite like well, not infinitely but like way better than what it is right now yeah. i mean it's halo infinite again right it's like the, the, yeah. the, the with with that with the brute guy where his costume clips for itself pretty badly <laughs> it's... i mean because that oh why can't they fix that I know it's like canned animations and stuff, but like if they're canned, then they should be able to avoid that, right? But it's like when it comes up against the environment, it's like what you need to take that, you know, emotion stuff from GTA Four that's been evolving and put that in everything, right? I don't know. I mean, even even then, yeah, that's gonna have trouble, surely, because you, yeah, you want your dance to look good, but are you gonna get your animators to spend the time to abs one hundred percent make sure nothing clips? Well, no, it's got to be like, some kind of machine learning thing, right? It's got to be some yeah. kind of AI situation, anyway. But it, but it's it's one of those like cost to output things at that point. Yeah, is anyone true. gonna notice? And it's like, well, maybe in the normal game of Destruction All Stars, no, you're probably not. But because yeah, they're just true. standing around dancing. Yeah, fine. Anyway, I, I mean, just thought I mean, I was it's like, like if you, it, they, <laughs> the one stuff, piece of next-gen footage in this in this whole like Jetset Radio Jetset Radio Future. You leave the characters dancing around for a while. Their arms, because they're weirdly proportioned, they were mo-capped, I guess, against actual dancers. <laughs> like their arms are clipping through themselves all over the place. It's it's it's, it's yeah. hilarious. And like Link's 
equipment clips through him constantly in Breath of the Wild in an otherwise perfect game. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, annoying. Yeah. Clipping's the worst. I mean, stuff parts like clothes and shit clipping through characters isn't going to be solved until you can actually do physical cloth simulation on every yeah. bit of clothing just literally have your character yeah. literally just be the naked model and just have the actually put yeah. on items yeah. fucking <laughs> next gen that's what i want man <laughs> that's a bit more than next gen though that's like quite a long way into just gens on gens on gens fine yeah Need so much processing power for that level. How hard can it but, be? But if that have the day when that happens, it will be pretty goddamn amazing. Yeah. When you actually have not just like this character is equipping this item, it's like this character is literally putting on this item. Yeah, and this <laughs> item is falling <laughs> a- across this person with the cloth physics at all times, right? And, yeah. and it's actually moving and chafing. <laughs> 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 Chafe tech. Chase I mean, tech. that's going to be that's going to be an essential for Death Stranding too. Absolutely, and, and then Batman's cloak can get ripped up in a in new, yeah. actual realistic way. Yeah, it's not just a texture change. Come on, think you can big. actually catch on shit. This is what Man, I'm that'd be super for. annoying. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny if his cloak got caught. It's like on realistic the Batman cloak would be <laughs> yeah. like it would just constantly be catching on shit and get pulled <laughs> off, and he'd have to keep putting it back on. And... <laughs> no cabes. <laughs> So like he yeah you don't you're doing that sort of like thing where he like grabs someone from below right uh, like by their neck or whatever and then strings them up above and then he realizes his cape is it's caught in the string he's just tied this guy yeah. and he's like yeah. oh, that'd be <laughs> so cool one one day there'll be so many comedy games human fall flat too yeah it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's yeah, like the when... games where like the only goal is to keep your clothes on until the end of the level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know there's going to be a Japanese anime game about uh, that. Yep. Be like Fall Guys, except the grabbing is much, much worse. The, the grabbing. Like, there'll definitely be a wave, right? Because as soon as the solid body physics became possible to do, like all the games were obsessed with physics, like Half-Life 2 and stuff, for like mm, a yeah. whole wave. So that'll happen when when that's possible with soft bodies yeah. and so, yeah i mean soft bodies getting there i mean even the tech that's in beam ng and stuff hasn't 100 percent made its way into no. things yeah i think Wreckfest uses something similar to that right um to do yeah. its do its car deformation but it's not because we did have a brief preview of this with like the first, when cloth physics and physics first yeah year, but then it, like that couldn't sustain itself no it's still too heavy i mean we don't see tress effects all that much no. do we because it's quite hardcore still to do hair yeah That's it for the news. Yeah, that's the news. The next gen is coming. Look busy. It's time for what you've been playing. Um, who's going first? Maybe I'll go first. Ah, yeah, maybe you should. What? Fine. Uh, I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah. Oh, have you? Oh, amazing. Yeah, a little bit. Um, not not all that much yet, but I'm getting into it. It's pleasantly complicated, which is good. <laughs> I like that there's quite a lot to figure out. I mean, the story is clearly going to explain everything. So that seems to be step one, play the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going through that. But it has a nice practice mode uh, where you can just uh, spawn in, fly around, and you can spawn waves of enemies, and you can uh, oh, do cool. a little obstacle course, which is really cool. The ships feel... I mean, the first ship you fly is a TIE fighter, and it feels cool. And then you get an X-Wing pretty soon, feels cool. Uh, it's like... so. Let's see. So I'm I've got it on PS4 because I couldn't be bothered to figure out the PC stuff. It's only thirty five quid, which is yeah, pretty good. It's, it's thirty five um, quid across across all platforms. Um, is it cross play? 
I don't know yet. Uh, I don't know. I I'll need to because a bit of me would quite that. like to get out your your old flight stick and get and try it on PC. Oh yeah. So that's the thing. It's like that's the thing I was wondering about was Hotas. But when I started looking into it, there isn't a perfect Hotas stick to even buy, even if they were available, which they're not because of Microsoft Flight Simulator um, <laughs> and the pandemic. Um, but um, so. The issue is all, can you do it with a gamepad? And it's like, yes, of course you can, but like, how good can you get, configure the controls for a gamepad? Mm. And it's like, well, there's quite a lot of options. So that's like the first thing I did was like try to get a feel for it and try to figure out the options. Like, what you should probably do is just to just play and like play through some story. But I wanted to like get a handle on things, mm. uh, which I think is better because otherwise you're just kind of flailing around. Um, so by default like the um you've got your look around stick which is like your and pitch standard like free space or whatever or x-wing mm -hmm. and then the other stick up and down is the throttle and left and right is roll and i haven't quite figured out how important roll really is obviously it feels cool when you're flying around not trying to desperately fight but i don't know if it actually affects your pitch and your I don't. Th I think you pitch and you're at the same rate, so I'm not sure it really matters which way you're rolled. Right. Um, so if you tried to roll and pitch up, which is how, like a plane, you know, like yeah. like planes do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not. I mean, you can change the controls so that they're more plane-like, but I tried it and it's really weird. You know, you can have pitch and roll on on one stick, and then you're on the throttle stick, but that really mm. feels weird um, uh, for a flight for a space game. So it takes a little bit of getting used to doing the roll on the same thing as the throttle. Um, but the roll isn't so important, but it does if you're trying to feel... Because there's, it, like any uh, like Star Wars-y space game or whatever, like there is a sort of up direction, you know, you know, classically in fictional space, like for some reason all the capital shits are lined up so that up mm. is up for some reason. I actually watched a video about that the other day about like the, the, the someone digging through the Star Wars lore of, of why of that why? is. Is there like a plane uh, of the galaxy or something? Well, apparently it's just like because most of the races in Star Wars are like human shaped. Yeah. It, it, it's like a psychological thing that they just want to be the right way up. Like so, so when two fleets fly to each other, even if they start in different orientations, they just they tend to align. roll. I think I'm feeling that psychological effect because I yeah. want to roll, so I'm the right way up usually in this game. Uh, so anyway, that's cool. And then the throttle, like the default mode, is like the more advanced mode, I'd say, which is continuous, and you can you you push forward, and it and it. So as you push forward on the stick, you know it increases your throttle. It's not like push forward to go forward. It's like pushing forward, you know, moves the... So you're it's kind of controlling sick. the... <laughs> yeah, you're controlling the point of th throttle that you're at. Does that make sense? I'm just trying yeah. to say that it's not like push forward and then neutral and then backwards. It's more like... Right, yeah, you're so actually, that, you're, that was sort of what I was worried about. I don't really... I kind of don't I feel like in this sort of game I don't really be holding... Yeah, all the so time, you don't really. have to do that. But you do have to be aware of your throttle because um, with, in a thing I think is pretty cool... Um, you turn fastest when you're at 50% or, or, or in the middle of the throttle right, range, yeah. which I makes mean. sense. Not at the bottom. And you can stop by going to zero. So, therefore, you have to kind of keep an eye on your throttle because you want to be going 
quite often between full throttle and and like mid throttle yeah yeah and there is options which i haven't played with of like you can change it so that flicking the throttle up and down like increments the throttle in a in a configurable step even so i see um increment if you want so that's kind of cool but it's quite important to get a feel for like how long you have to hold down the stick from maximum throttle to get to mid throttle but it's really prominent on the little UI element. And also there's like sounds telling you when you get to middle throttle, which is quite cool. So you can kind of listen out for that oh, and nice, have it in the neat. corner of your eye. So I'm getting used to that, um, but I'm definitely still accidentally going to zero throttle, you know, sometimes. Mm. Um, so that part's cool. There's a lot well, going I, I on. I wonder if it makes sense to have like have the flick be like a whole 50% or something and just be like, full turn, full turn. Yeah, exactly. So I haven't tried that yet, but that's like the less advanced mode, obviously. Mm. But you could, that's not the default, but you can you can configure that. So there's that. And then <laughs> there's a lot of mechanics. So there's the, um, you use the D-pad to set the um, power management. Okay. So you can flick between balanced and like, you can't, tune i think there's some advanced options for doing advanced tuning but by default you down on the d-pad is balanced and then like left is full engines and up is full weapons and right is full shields i see right yeah the tie fighters don't have shields but they have a different mechanic to balance that out um but if in the ones that have shields there's also just like an x-wing the balancing of the shield so you can set your shields forward backward and balanced um and just like in those, if you if you're say you're unbalanced and someone's shooting at you from behind, you lose your rear shield. You can rebalance the shields with a single button press, and that will transfer some of your shields from fore to aft. So okay, right. there's, so there's quite oh, a lot. I of, see. So so whatever's remaining gets balanced yeah then. gets rebalanced. Yeah, mm. and then you can. Um, so that's cool. And then you've got kind of two slots. I haven't got as far as all the. Uh, all the equipables on the ship, but uh, so far I've got like repair, which is for your hull, which is more important in the Tie Fighter, but it's quite important. And then uh, like missiles or whatever, uh, lock lock on missiles, ion missiles and stuff. Uh, but apparently there's quite a lot, so I'm sure I'll learn about that. But yeah, getting a feel for it. One thing I have found is like the first mission and like a few of them starting. It's kind of more fun so far to have dogfights in areas where there's a ton of shit around, <laughs> like oh, right. yeah, like yeah. ships to fly around and like junk to like. Because if you're just in open space, it does become a bit of a the classic death turn point it, thing. Po- yeah, point at point at thing, point at other thing. Exactly. So that really having environment around really is is quite nice compared to those old games, and it mm. is quite fun. And you do get a feel for like. And and if you smash into the environment, you don't explode immediately. Often you like bounce off a bit, but it, it does hurt you a lot. So it's definitely mm. best not to smash into things. Um, so that's cool. Um, but there is a trick up the game sleeve for the point for the for the open space thing, which is this boost drift thing. Right, but yeah. honestly, I haven't got used to it yet. Like to earn boost, you have to pretty much be in the engine's balance state. You have to transfer power to engines to even gain boost. Right. But it's looking like being on full engines might be the the most sensible thing a lot of the time because it'll be more maneuverable and it'd be easier to get away from enemies. And then in the TIE Fighters, 
the instead of the shields, the mechanic is you can shunt power from like engines to weapons, for example, in 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 a chunk. Oh, so okay. you so you can be on full engines flying around super fast, uh, and then as, when you need uh, weapons, you can just shunt power to the weapons and then blast someone, and then fly off. So I think that might actually be the optimum. Well early stages for me sure yeah but, yeah. but way because there's quite a lot of management to do frankly when you're flying around like crazy um, so you get you get in behind someone you mean and then just say right now now i can shoot but in order to do that i'm going to swap some power just yeah, as i do it and then exactly and then it's like oh no, i'm being chased myself now peel off peel off exactly go back to full engines fly off and you do go pretty fast especially in like the interceptor with like full power to the engines and with the boost it's like you can really haul haul around um so that's cool um but like the situational awareness stuff i'm not very good at it yet i don't really it does have like the classic kind of radar display or at least half of one but like there's too much going on for me to pay attention to i'm i'm basically focusing on one target at a time without really realizing how what else yeah, is going yeah. on around me like, which is like a target shoot that down exactly so i think if you go into multiplayer with that attitude you're just going to get exploded instantly um so <laughs> I, I have to play a bunch more before i get but it's pleasantly complicated for in terms of like how much you have to think about to be play mm. optimally at one time which is nice um so but yeah i've got loads i've got to figure out the boost stuff i've got to figure out there's also countermeasures for uh homing missiles um uh which is quite straightforward there's just a dedicated button for that sure and then the targeting like there's just a button for like next target but then there's also like a full wheel for doing like precise targeting of things like including subsystems of capital ships just like the old games mm-hmm. um except there aren't quite so many insane number of them as there used to be. Um, but that's all cool. So yeah, I'm getting into it. And then the story-wise, it's just started, but it seems like the Rebel one is very cloying and, and annoyingly, like, clap-happy or whatever. And We're the, the best! Yeah, and the Imperial one's a little bit more bearable in that regard. But I suppose that's what you might expect. Um, but it was nice when Wedge turned up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do they... Is it like a an interleaving structure, or do you pick a campaign? Are they like? No, it seems to be interleaving. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, um, yeah, because you play the first mission from both, kind of from both sides. Mm. Oh, I see. Well, even in the middle of the mission, it will be like. No, no, no. It's like two levels, but they're based, they're the same event, oh, kind okay. of. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be kind of funny when in the middle of it would just be like you do that, that cinematic thing where it's like now you're this guy Whoosh. yeah 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 Grand Theft Auto style um, yeah so getting into it I mean the main thing will be like is it fun the game part of it like the, the story around it I'm not, I don't hold up much high hopes for it being no. engaging but that it's not that important it's more like it's not where the it's not where the effort's been thrown, is it? It's just it's all no. been thrown on the on the on the flight side. Although all the cutscenes are nicely done, um, especially you know the ones with all the ships flying around, and and all the incidental stuff looks good, fine. You know, it looks good by e. It's like modern EA Star Wars standards, so it's quite nice. One if no. it's been forcibly made in frostbite. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. Maybe it might be frostbite. For all I know. <laughs> all EA projects have to be frostbite, right? <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, there was one thing like I mean the 
the dialogue it is very weird how like each line is clearly recorded separately and then so there's these really odd pauses between everything anyone says which oh, is really, I see. not not, not in all... the mission but like when you're when you're talking trying to talk to them like right, yeah. between missions it, it's quite weird <laughs> it's they haven't it doesn't flow together they haven't managed to edit it like in mass effect or something where it, where it sure. flows naturally it does not flow naturally <laughs> <laughs> Much like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These days, anyway. Cool. Yeah, so I'll report back with a bit more. Uh, play a bit more on that. But mm, first oh, impressions, cool. pretty nice. And I like, I think it, w- it would definitely benefit from a hotel. It's just a question of the right one. Um, You'd need enough buttons and enough available. Yeah. Data, or like maybe your keyboard being close enough can just can suffice or... I, I mean, maybe, my main maybe thing put an the... arcade stick next to it and have two joysticks and have your joystick and then an arcade stick to poke at to do like so you have big <laughs> buttons so you, can, yeah. so, so you can just go Nuh! and then yeah, not quite sure. Yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, what you've been playing, Rob? Me? Uh, not a huge amount new this week, but let's let's let's. Um, yeah, let's, let's finish off stuff I started talking about last time. I finished the story of my friend Pedro. Mm-hmm. Blood, bullets, bananas. And it goes all the directions you sort of expect it might. You know, your mysterious past, you figure out who that is. Your banana may not be a all that much of a friend after all. Surprise! Traitorous banana. <laughs> yeah. In your head. Uh, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's 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 kind of that that side of it is exactly kind of what you expect it to be. Um, it's like it's a little bit of a shame that I think that game is uh, it's quite samey all the way through, and that you get you get some different weapons at certain points, um, but what you're fighting isn't all that different. Like the most sort of standout change, as I suppose, is towards the end where you, the snipers get introduced, which on harder difficulty modes are just going to take you out in a single shot. So you really do have to be on your dodge game if you're going to try and get get through those sections unscathed. Um, and the sniper rifle itself is a pretty but damn powerful weapon in your hands because you can just like you sort of get uh, there's a bit of aim assist going on when you're when you're aiming at enemies. So and the sniper rifle is quite powerful, so you can just sort of go bam, 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 <laughs> with a sniper rifle, which is really dumb. Yeah. But 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 feels pretty good. Uh, and I think the um, the the level design, the level gimmicks, I suppose they start adding towards the end, are the kind where yes, they are harder, and yes, the challenge increases, but they're not the fun kind of hard. And I'm, I think I find that with games like increasingly in 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 this era, where like where things get harder, they're not always hard in a, I don't know, in a Meat Boy or Celeste kind of fun way. They're kind of like harder in a. This is just irritating to deal with, kind of way. Like, so you're like one of the later gimmicks is like, we'll just put in some platforms that will move on a timer, and it's like, yeah, those are always fun, aren't they? <laughs> or always fun, yeah. Or laser grids that will kill you instantly. They're entertaining, aren't they? Because everyone loves an instant death. Then yeah, those are just a bit. That they're fine, but they're just they're not they're not super smart if you see what i mean so you perhaps they could have done over a little more and then there are times where the floatiness of your character is quite 
hard to judge like sometimes you'll make a jump sometimes you won't because it's a bit there's a little bit of momentum to how you move and uh and the the animation does a pretty decent job of keeping up with all the crazy flips you're doing and then trying to put you right way up but sometimes it's it's like it's a little hard to judge whether or not you, that's going to work or not which if you're going for rank on some of the levels that's pretty tricky to do or pretty tricky to judge sometimes you can feel like oh i i, I made that and it didn't count or the balance between you doing the dodge move because the dodge move is sort of on a timer but sort of not so that if you hold it you stay in a, in the dodge pose for longer than okay. if you tap it and i find that kind of annoying i kind of want it to just be a tap and then it play out the entire dodge pose but you can't be in there indefinitely so when you come out is something you of the dodge you have to have to judge um if you're trying not to get hit uh it's it's just little, the little bits of the finesse here and there i think are just a little too floaty for a game that seems to be asking for quite a lot of precision um so tighten that stuff up and you'd be on to a winner and like some of the the variety of the stages isn't very good towards the end really it's like like you you, you end up in a sort of rundown industrial you well you start off in a sort of industrial area you go to a slightly different industrial area and then you go into some sewers because every game needs a sewer level and they say that explicitly uh, of course and, and and then you go to a slightly more used industrial facility everything's industrial apart from the one dream sequence which is bonkers and <laughs> and it's like well, couldn't there have been more of this in a game about a banana in your head or you know you're a mystical hover banana thing you could have could have gone more you could have gone more mad quite easily and it would have been fine yeah that's given it. the premise <laughs> yeah that said, it's still it's still fun, start to finish. Um, uh, I, uh, yeah, so I, uh, some of the music is really quite good. Um, I mentioned before, uh, and I'm not disappointed. So it's like they get the the, the last boss. They is is quite easy, but they uh, unleash a little bit of the madness that they could pot- could potentially have had more of there as well. Um, yeah, I think I just wanted more. I think my friend Pedro too could be something special. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know, if they, if they, but but then you know they, they kind of set it up that it's probably not going to be one um, <laughs> ever. Um, but it's just that thing. It's just that thing. I think a little more. If it was uh, had more time in the oven, a little bit more finesse, slightly more ideas of what to do with their mechanics, then it could have been a great. Then it could have been a great game. As it stands, it's just a good game. So well, well done, you guys. You you, you 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 know you got into the good category with me, which is sometimes difficult. Well done, well done. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it to do the whole, you know, do a harder playthrough or do a do too or too much of the harder playthroughs or do the like ranked runs because they're quite harsh on how to get the um the S ranks for the levels. They're really quite hard. You need to be a master of getting the keeping the combo meter up. Um, and trying to get through as much of a run as possible without without that ever dropping, which is really difficult. <laughs> Even on the earlier stages, where you know where the, the enemies don't pose too much of a threat, and you're just shoot, gunning your way through, which is where the game is the most fun, to be honest. It's like I think I I, I really like when the game is sort of just just being like, hey, the enemies aren't too dangerous. You're going to get hurt a little bit. This is about mastering the flow through the level. 
and then I think the game is actually really quite a lot of fun. Like, it, like there are times where it's got that loop just right, and it's like I want to play this level again. I want to play this level again. I want to play this level again. I can do this. I can make this run better because those early levels aren't long enough where that's a pain in the ass. Um, I do wish it had an instant reload to start again, but that's you know that's probably asking a bit much. <laughs> It really could have done with one, honestly. If you screw up a run, you kind of want to just hit, can I start again, please, and start right now. Um, but no, you have to wait for a loading pause, uh, which is a little annoying. Uh, but yeah, that's where it's at its best, I think. And I, I think they should have lent in... I think they've tried to lean into that, but they haven't got there with some of their level design. And, and levels. some of the levels are quite long towards the end, and it's just not... It's not fun doing like a six-minute run necessarily. I want these, I want these sort of flow challenges to be like a couple minutes at most, where you can just like I'm going through the level, bam, 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 bam. Well, I balls that up. Let's do that again, bam, 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 um, and be on that sort of loop with it. Um, and it is that at the start, but not so much at the end. Yeah. Uh, so that's my friend Pedro. Yeah, and and I, I did enjoy it, despite it being a bit of a rob review um what else i've been doing uh i started playing after party uh which is a follow-up advent sort of adventure game uh by the makers of oxen three oxen free um <laughs> i don't remember that so o- oxen free was um uh a a, 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 a an adventure game where you could pick your actions would change the story a little bit in places. Um, and it was about having conversations with people. It was, uh, had a, you, you were teenagers going to visit an island or something. And uh, there was a myth about the island where if you tuned into certain radio frequencies, you could hear things. Right. But actually what happened is, is you tune, a, you, it would have a radio that you could tune into certain frequencies and things. And then supernatural bad stuff started to happen. Natch. And uh, yeah, and uh, I quite enjoyed my time with Oxen Free. I thought it was a, um, a decent experience. Um, a little bit too much backtracking, but uh, in the environment, but but a well-crafted experience. Good stuff. So when it when I became aware of their sequel being a similar style adventure about trying to have a drinking contest with Satan, right. Uh, I thought, <laughs> all right, this is a totally different direction. This could be, there could be hijinks here. Uh, and it's very much trying to be that game. It's, tr- it's leaning. It's got a decent voice cast, and it's um, there's some name, some well-known names like Ashley Birch is in it. And oh, I can never remember her name, but she voices Jessie in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, she's in quite a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, there's some names in this thing from the voice acting, video game voice acting world. Um, but man, does it not hit? <laughs> it's so dull. Yeah, um, it, like unbelievably. I've, I've put. I played a couple of. I've played quite a few hours of this thing. Oh no! And, I, and I'm and I'm bored. It's like I play. I play I've done, did it in two sessions. I did the first session, and I thought, well, this is just all set up, right? It's like you don't know how you die. You're the, char- the lead characters don't know how they died, so there's a lot of exposition going on. There's a lot of talking about stuff because you know it's, a, it's one of those games. There's going to be a lot of talking. But my problem with this is, it's it's, it's like the the tone is like the worst elements of millennialness, or like like everyone. I don't know if there's a sentence that can be ended without someone just tailing off with so. And there's a lot of 
I know you hate it because you, because this is one of your own like little little quirks, I suppose, of speech. But everything is like peppered with likes and <laughs> right. ums and uh, inflections and and sarcasm, and it's. Modern people talking sucks if that's how they talk. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Mumblecore. Yeah, a little bit. It just gets so grating after a while. And I say after a while, it was like 30 minutes and I'm already starting to get like, okay, I need a, I need a character to spice things up. I need a mad demon or something. And sure enough, you get one of those and she's just as annoying. <laughs> it's uh, like some of, the, some of the, the demon characters are fine. Uh, they they seem a bit more the, the deadpan ones are especially good, where where there's just like they know what's going on, they know what this world is like, and they're just like yeah, carry on. We don't give a monkeys, we're just doing our jobs, yada yada yada. And some of that's the best stuff. But when it's like you've got the characters that are trying to be funny and finding as many different ways as possible to describe either Satan or make as many different references to other bits of culture that describe hell and things it gets a bit tiresome it's like they're not just calling it it's just it's just hell like stick to a name or something like that it's like no they have to call it the underworld here and hell here and like the the, the eternal damnation here and it's like there are so many synonyms it's mm. like the thesaurus has gone mad yeah. and, and it's 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 too much it's too much it's not it doesn't work a lot of it is just walking and talking, and if that talking is bad, there's no game. There's no entertainment here. At least for me, I just did not. I am not connecting with this at all. And it's like its core mechanic sounds kind of interesting, except as far as I've got, it's underused and hasn't made much of a difference. So it has this conversation thing where you can go to if you if there's a bar nearby, you can go to the bar and order a drink. Now, what drink you order unlocks an additional speech option in certain situations. So if you if you have a drink <laughs> and you take a swig of it, uh, and you, like this may be a confidence booster drink. So that may unlock a, a an extra speech thing that's, that makes you feel a bit more confident. Or there may be one that makes you tell terrible jokes, which are indeed terrible. Uh, <laughs> they rent them. The... <laughs> Someone had a brief. You've got to write terrible jokes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or you've, you've got one that makes you into a cocky asshole. And it's like, yeah, that does that. It's not... <laughs> but And those should play into conversations. And, and I could see that being a, pu a, pot a potentially a decent puzzle mechanic, right? You need to carry your drink. You need to learn what you can about the scenario and perhaps pull the right drink into the right conversation with the right people. Makes sense, right? like five or six hours into the game, it has made zero difference to what I'm doing. There's been circumstances yeah. where I've needed a drink to do a thing, but as long as I've had a drink and I've just always gone, yeah, choose the drunk option, it's been fine. There's been no nuance to that at all. My doorbell's about to ring. <laughs> oh, no, tell. it's not. Oh, no, it's not. It's, it's no, no one's protecting the doorbell. Okay, <laughs> False <yes>. alarm. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> Yes, uh, my mother has arrived in the in the building. <laughs> Hello, mom. You're live on air. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's carry on. Well, please um, continue. Yeah. That's our that's after party. Not much fun. Um, trying to think what else I've been playing. Not not a great deal of interest. I think I went back to Wipeout for a bit. Wipeout's fun. Always. What the. Uh... The Omega Collection the Omega on collection. PS4. Yeah, yeah, and I needed something just to dip into for a few moments, and that was 
uh, a fun time. It was a good time. Wipeout's always a good time. Is anyone going to be around to patch that for 4K 120 on the PlayStation 5? Oh, man, they're doing well better. <laughs> that would be cool. We'll just make a new one. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do that. I think it's like bare maintenance mode, isn't it, for Wipeout at this point? Pretty much, yeah. I think they may have patched it at some point because I think some of the graphical things I had a little bit of an issue with have changed slightly. I oh, think really? some of the some of the bloom or camera flare work looks a touch better than it once did. Oh, excuse me, having a bit of a hiccup. Um, yeah, I don't. It looked a little bit better. I don't really understand why. There was that. Uh, moving on. The other thing I've started. Uh, is I finally got around to playing uh, the last campaign in the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. I started right. playing King of Cards, where you take control of King Knight, who, as it turns out, is an absolute moron, who's just, <laughs> just, a, ki- just a kid who likes wearing fancy-ass clothes, who wants to be a king of some kind, and thinks that the way to do it is through this card game called Joustus. Because there's some sort of combination to get a Joustus crown, and of course it's a crown, right? So he's a king. He's got to have a crown. Makes uh, sense. So, uh, like the other um, Shovel Knight expansions, this is the, like a, their way of taking some some elements from the original game and messing with them a bit, so to make something quite different. And uh, well, while I think with Plague Knight and Spectre Knight, you would there were definitely more elements in those where it's like, oh, this is. I can clearly see you've lifted a part of the original levels to make this. Uh, this King Knight stuff seems way more original. There's like there's the, the level does the levels are split up in a way where so you're not really repeating ground that you would have in the other campaigns much. Um, like the other campaigns, though, your control style is a bit different. So King Knight's main attack is a shoulder barge, but that's the only. Uh, it's his only way of gaining height is to shoulder barge into something, and then he starts spinning. And then while he's spinning, you can then like hop on things and use that to gain more height to get up to other areas um, and there are certain walls you can bash into that will just most walls if they're hard surface you'll hit and that will pop you up a bit so you can gain height that way um, uh, as well so you can hop over little ed- little ledges by just shoulder barging into them <laughs> and which is kind of fun it feels kind of cool but then they complicate things by making it so certain surfaces can't be shoulder barged into and then they can add more puzzly elements to certain areas by making platforms that you can't jump off of. So you have to shoulder barge your way up um, into certain things. Uh, and it works. It's it's decent. Like Just like pretty much everything else in Shovel Knight, they've got their platform mechanics pretty good. And there's they've done m- different mixes of the music again, which is all fantastic because, you know, the Shovel Knight soundtrack was brilliant in the first place. And now there's even more of it. Even yeah. better. Can't complain there. And then on top of all of that, they've added a kind of interesting card game into the mix because they had to, right? King of Cards. <laughs> Naturally. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting because it's about shoving cards onto specific spaces. So at first I thought, oh, this looks a lot like um, Triple Triad or <laughs> or those or one of those other games from probably more like the um, one from FF Final Fantasy IX than the card game in that. With cards, you know, they've got arrows around it, and you're playing them onto a square like grid. And right. the, there's, there's, um, the arrows are important. But what you're actually doing is like you can you can place a card onto a square, but that's not important. That doesn't do anything. Um, what you want to do is to play 
half onto a card so you can like move your like you don't just play onto a square you play onto a square offset a little bit okay and um depending on the arrows on the card and how you've offset from the original one that will then sh shove the other card in the direction in a direction away from where you're offset and you use that to shove cards onto specific squares and the, the squares of gems um and once you've filled all of the main spaces that's game over uh and the person with the most gem squares filled wins and there's a bit of nuance to it because not every card has the arrows on it that means they can shove um and the arrows work against you if something is trying to shove into an arrow then it will block the shove and there's only so much space around the outside of the board in which you can shove into so eventually you can't shove in a direction because that direction is full up and it's it's quite clever it's cool. like like it's it seems simple on the surface but it's it's pretty clever and they know it because they do they, they there's certain fights where there's a there's a they do the whole win in one move puzzle thing with it as well and it's like there is one way out of this scenario find it hmm. and it's cool it works uh I, yeah decent uh, i think i'm I don't, I don't know how far into it i am because it sets it up to be like hey there are three bad there are, there's like three portraiture type things that looks like they're going to unfurl and only one of them is unfurled so maybe it's like there's quite a lot to this in which case i'm probably only a sixth of the way through it if that's if that's accurate hmm. um so it's uh it's reasonably long um yeah i'm en i'm enjoying it i think it's decent um shovel knight continuing to put out put out quality content And with our timer running out on this podcast, Zachary. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, I haven't really played much, so this probably won't take that long. Um, so the first thing which I really didn't play, like, more than a tiny session was, was um, people were trying to get back into Starbound because one of the big mod packs for that has recently updated. And I... I didn't think we had actually played this mod pack before, but apparently I had. Like, I think we downloaded it before with the intention of playing it in a group, and then you that did didn't happen, anyway. and I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, I remember this stuff, but maybe not everyone else does. I'm just like, screw you guys. <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. But that was part of the reason why I didn't continue to play it, because I was like, oh yeah, I remember how this goes. Mm -hmm. Like, I already know what this is like. But the other reason that I quickly stopped playing and just let everyone else carry on was like... Every time I go back to Starbound, it's just you just suddenly get reintroduced to how goddamn awful Starbound's UI is. No, really, it's just so horrible to play that game. With, and then when you're when you've got the mods that are trying to like stack extra complexity into the into the Starbound's general system, it's just like it just the functioning of that UI is just so bad. It's just really annoying. Like the whole the the U the mod has like it's sort of. I don't know what you'd call it, like tracking sort of missions and goals and stuff. You have a, a device, which is called the tricorder, of course. But like that's basically where it brings up all the different menus, like your stats and and leveling up and research and all that stuff. Right. But because it's trying to cram itself into Starbound's god awful UI, like they couldn't even manage to get all the information into one window. Like when you're holding the tricorder, you can either left click or right click or shift left click, and that all opens different windows. No so weird. <laughs> it's just like this is a nightmare to navigate. It's a question of remembering more than. And then, of course, there's all the other crap about Starbound's UI that's just bad. Like when you're 
when you've got like a piece of armor and you're like, oh, I'm getting hurt too much in oh, in this area. I need to upgrade my armor, so I need to make some new armor. It it doesn't even have like you know the green arrow <laughs> like every other RPG would for comparing the stats of items. It doesn't just tell you this fig is better. And like when you're in the crafting menu and it's just like, here's a giant list of all the armors you can make. So mm. click on each individual one so you can see its stats and then remember what you, the armor you've currently got equipped has and then compare those numbers in your brain to see which one's better. And it's just like, it's just so inconvenient to do practically anything. <laughs> which then makes you like not want to do it. Like when you go out and you're just like, you go through a dungeon or whatever and you get a bunch of loot. When you come back to the ship, you're like, well, I could spend 15 minutes looking at each of these individual swords and then looking at my sword and see whether the numbers are better, or I could just not bother. <laughs> like, it's, just, it, it's not conducive <laughs> to actually playing the game. The UI just makes it such a hassle. I think there's, I think you know a system has failed in a game where you can just turn around and go, or I could just not. <laughs> it's like, it's, it makes you... If you are going to continue to play it, it, you start to get into the habit of like, you don't even bother upgrading weapons until it's like you're significantly behind the curve, essentially. Mm. You're like, I'm going to just continue to use this one weapon I have that is good enough until it just becomes too much of a hassle. And then I'll then I'll spend a bit of time looking at numbers <laughs> rather than just continually upgrading where it's like, oh, green arrow, that means it's better. And then you just put, equip it like you right, in right, any other yeah. game. <laughs> So it's kind of annoying. So not, yeah, not a lot of nuance that you care about. Basically, no. well, I mean, you care about it. It's just the UI doesn't allow you to care about it, <laughs> right? So yeah, I didn't really, didn't really stick with Starbound. Is that just because you know Terraria exists and it does well, that we, stuff better? I mean, yes. Any yeah. any other game? <laughs> <laughs> any other game? Any other RPG game that has stats and just lets you compare the numbers much easier than Starbound does? <laughs> it's just better. <laughs> So yeah, we didn't. I, well, I, I say we. I didn't stick with it. Everyone else did, apparently. But I went back to Factorio. <laughs> of course, you did. Yep. So I played some more Factorio. Um, I've been playing the, the space exploration mod, and I finally got back to space. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is like, I think I've talked about the space exploration mod before, where it's just like the entire game of Factorio, the standard game of Factorio, where you launch a rocket to win. That's just like the first bit of space exploration because that's mm. the bit where you get to space and now all the actual space exploration happens. <laughs> it's changed a bit since last time I played it, like the whole system of how the planets work and stuff. Or maybe it hasn't. I don't know whether I got deep enough into it last time. But is, there's this, all... is this a mod or is this the yeah, it's core a... experience? No, it's a mod. Okay. It's a mod. It's sort of a mod pack, kind of. Well, yeah, it's more or less a standalone mod mm. with like a few extra bits shoved in from other mods. But yeah, you can. It's got new resources as well, so it gives you like more reason to go to the other planets now, because you know certain resources only appear on certain planets, and the planets are a bit more limited in what kind of terrain they have. So mm. when you when you look at a planet in the planet list, it actually has like a little tag list at the bottom, which is like this planet is volcanic and canyons and not much water or waterless or whatever. So it actually sort of matters. Rather than before, where the plants were pretty much all just the Factorio maps, just with different biome mm. skins layered on top of it, and the same resources. So you might now actually have to go to plants that have stuff you don't already have. Yeah, you actually there's four specific sort of space resources that only appear on different planets. They don't appear on the home planet, and then you, so you actually have to 
go around. Unfortunately, it's also still kind of hamstrung by the Factorio terrain generation where it it uses because all the Factorio like resource generation is based on sliders or whatever, like it is in the normal map. You just set the percentages of like how common you want them to be and how rich you want the resource deposits. It's still using that system. But then it's trying to sort of layer extra stuff on top of that. Like there's certain resources that only appear in cold biomes or hot biomes. But because the map is just random, even though it's trying to limit it, sometimes it doesn't actually work. Like there's a planet that I looked at where it's like, oh, it has quite a high level of the cold resource. But then I went, when I actually scanned the planet from orbit, which just reveals the map, you look at it and it's like, oh, this map hasn't actually generated anywhere that's sufficiently cold for the cold resource to spawn. So even uh, though the planet says it should have a lot of cold resources, it actually doesn't have any. Right. <laughs> but that's just because of randomness. It's like, we think it's cold. Yeah. We'll take a closer look then. It's not cold. <laughs> that does kind of make it so you do definitely have to scan the planets before you go yeah. there. It makes you kind of wish, like, when once it's scanned it, the game could, like, no yeah adjust um, but, the values like, yeah and be like oh, especially okay. especially because kind of weirdly the planets are actually like limited in size like the the map is no longer infinite like it is in regular factorio even on the home planet i think although i haven't seen the edge of the home planet because it's much bigger than most of the other planets but they are like they're just a circle because <laughs> it's mm. 2d the planets are just a circle so there's a, like a hard limit to the edge of the map so there's a hard limit to how many resources there are as well so in theory, you think it could pretty much just, once you've revealed the whole thing, recalculate and say, this is how much resources are actually here. <laughs> Maybe. Resources yeah. are here. But yeah, I'm just about I'm just about at the point where I might be able to go to another planet. Because I've been to space, the orbit layer, mm. and I've built the like the you have to once you get through the base game stuff of Factorio, you now have to do space science, which requires you to do it in space. <laughs> Huh. So you actually have to go into orbit to build the space platform and build space labs and all the related buildings that make the stuff for the space science. So how does that, how does that look? Is it like using a like still a two D grid to do? Yeah, it's basically just a flat plane of empty space but where it's just black. Pl but your player character is still wandering around, or you got a ship now or something? No, you still. Well, I mean, you have a jet suit, I guess, mm. so you can fly around when you're in empty space. But if there's if there's tiles, you just stand on them. Hmm. Like you make the space platform and you walk around all those like asteroids where it's essentially little blobs of, of earth of land, yeah. in space. Not very many in the orbit layer, but you get like asteroid belts where there's more and actual resources that you can mine off them, even in the space areas. And then, of course, there's all the other various like things that being in space is like solar panels are way more effective in the space layer because you're no longer occluded by the atmosphere and okay, also yeah. day-night cycle. So, like, so are you relying on the resources you've still got on your base planet in order to send up to build? Yeah, things? essentially. So you still might have to do some like base level management, or like, have you just got it to the point where it's like, it's just giving me stuff? Well, it's you can you have this special mode where you can it's it's using what is effectively Factorio's creative mode, but like limiting it, where you can toggle into like satellite view mode, where you can just pan the camera around freely. It's no longer attached to your character, mm. and you can interact with some things, like you can change settings on on like circuit network, and you can change recipes on machines and that kind of stuff. So the idea is that you can, if you've set up your base to be automated enough, 
you can basically use that satellite view to trigger like launch a rocket and send me some resources to wherever wherever i am i see and that kind of thing so you shouldn't have to go down there yeah so you shouldn't have to go back if if you've set it up right true that requires quite a lot of planning about what the space stage is like sure i mean you do need to kind of look at the resources ahead of time a little bit but it's not too expensive to launch rockets like I think they've even made the generic rocket that Factorio has, which is now used for launching the satellites rather than the cargo. Mm. I think they've made that cheaper in terms of resources. Okay. So it's much easier to launch rockets. But yeah, it's a it's quite an advanced bit of mod. And like every time I've played space ex- the space exploration thing, I've never got to the point of actually having spaceships, which is like sort of the end game of that mod, where you can build you use these special tiles and walls to build like an actual shape that is the spaceship hmm. and then that can actually move between planets huh right. <laughs> which is weird but you know allows you to transport a lot more stuff i guess rather than the cargo rockets which have some limited inventory but yeah that's that the space exploration mod it's quite nice and then the last thing i did it's been it had been pretty much exactly a month i think uh, but I went back to Rocket League. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, the thing was, like, as I said before, there was the 10% of the epic situation that was just like, yeah, I can get over that, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and then there was the 90% of the solo standard situation, which was like, can I get over that? But then as I was thinking about it, like, as I think about what I wanted to do in, like, to spend time <laughs> that wasn't Factorio, I was like, Rocket League might be kind of irreplaceable but just because it's so weird. Like yeah. it's, it's not like a shooter or anything. And it doesn't... I, I mean, originally Rocket League did kind of replace TF2 for me. Sure. but yeah, It definitely did for me. But it's not like the same game at all. No. And then when, when I was thinking about like also why... I, I, I eventually started to think about for real an actual maybe reason why I was less enthusiastic about all the other games like Overwatch and Apex and Valorant yeah. and all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And I think I realized what it was, which maybe was obvious looking back at Battlefield, is like, I don't like attacking, and I especially don't like like rush attacking, like being forced to do things quickly. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's okay. like, that's why I definitely but don't like the idea that's of... that's half of Rocket League, right? No, because... <laughs> you're on a rush or you're coming back to defend. Well, yeah, but it's not like it's a... Rocket League is like it's a continuous thing, right? It's just a it's just constantly repositioning between attacking and defense states, mm-hmm. essentially, rather than being a now you attack mode, essentially. Because if you think about how I used to play Battlefield, I never pushed points. I was defensive. Sure. I was a holding player. But then TF2, there's one sided maps, right? And maybe I didn't like those as much. Mm, okay. Like if you think about how I played payload. Like I'd, never, I'd virtually never be pushing the cart when I was on offense. My and like I played Scout, which is technically an attacking class, but I didn't play it like for pushing points. I played it for like probing and, expl- and, and for scouting, I guess. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think that's probably why I never really liked the idea of like Counter Strike and stuff after a certain point. It's just like I, I don't, I don't like being rushed. Essentially, <laughs> don't like having to commit to doing that thing real quick. Mm. And that's why I never attacked points in Battlefield. I could support people attacking points. Yeah, there's always a role for people doing that then. Like, you don't have to, you could be like Overwatch with its character switching just by a support role. Kind of. You're not doing the rush yourself, you're just following those that are. Kind of, but it is still like this, you're 
there's no opportunity to just like have a rest essentially <laughs> it's always on kind of and i think that's why i like uh, in overwatch's case that's why i like it but then but then valorant is like tense until you or counter strike it's all tense until 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 it's like you're dead and then, and then you get a little break. Yeah, but that's not good either. The tension is what's the bad thing about it. Ah. Constantly being in a state of of being of anxiety. You know, pushed. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why I, I wouldn't. So, what is it about TF2 that's different to Overwatch in that regard? Then it's because it's larger, obviously, more players, more open, oh, and more it gives players. you more opportunity to just like you know do what I did. It's Overwatch is probing. six on six. It's still there's quite a lot of people in those in those smaller levels. Is <laughs> with Team Fortress Two is like you know twelve on twelve at least usually. Was it? I thought we played it a bit lower than that. No, I guess not. I guess it was twelve on twelve. And you know the maps are much bigger. Was the thing about right. Team Fortress comparatively more open? Yeah. I just like that. That, you know, you the, like being able to retreat to a yeah. place of safety at any time. It was like the classes that I played. It was Scout, where I'd be because you could run away faster. As Scout, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and outmaneuvering people. And then Pyro was essentially the same thing with the air blast, mm. constantly controlling the movement. Air blast was cool. And then Sniper, which is just the defensive class yeah. <laughs> and engineer, I guess, defensive classes where I'm in the back anyway. <laughs> So I think that's but there's roles for that in those games. Like there's literally an engineer in in Overwatch. Yeah, but it's well, I guess I did start playing mini century when... engineer in TF2 eventually. Yeah, the more but... attacking version of the engineer. Yeah, the more aggressive. And, and, engineer. You, can, and you can definitely play that way with Torbjorn in Overwatch. Yeah, like just push, I mean, push your push your turret forward slowly. I think that's probably why out of the various options there has been, Overwatch was the one that I liked the most. Mm. <laughs> I, because I it totally, was the closest to TF2. I could totally understand when you mentioned Apex earlier why you wouldn't get into that because Battle Royale definitely isn't for everyone. Yeah, and to be honest, in most instances, it's not for me. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, Apex was the one that got me kind of into it because I didn't um, even fully get on with like Titanfall, right? Because it was like a proto version of that almost. Kind the sort of, of I mean, none of it was really. I mean, it was Battle Royale. I meant no. like the constant attacking kind of. There was no breaks in oh, no, TF2. Yeah, no, in there, there, was, there was definitely no breaks in Titanfall. Titanfall was full on all the time. And yeah. I loved it. <laughs> and that's okay for like a short period. But I don't think I'd want to play it constantly, which I didn't with Titanfall. <laughs> Although that was a different situation in Titanfall. There was all kinds of issues of why we didn't play Titanfall that much. So yeah, I went back into Rocket League briefly. And it wasn't, even without the solo standard thing, like probably more than 50% of the games I got in were essentially solo. Like there was no groups. Okay. It was just a full server of solo people. I mean, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're, well, they're, yeah, that's what maybe I was thinking. Matchmaking like is maybe skewing. it is skewed, but even then it was just like, also maybe it won't last. It Maybe this feeling won't last, but probably because it's now using our team rank which was like Diamond 1, uh, right, it's yeah. way lower than what I was in solo. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit easier for me at the moment, and it's even against it. teams. And it might suck if Kevers and I come back. Yeah, that's why we... Because, did... because you're playing it again. Yeah, that's why I know, That's why I had the solo 1B separate. Yeah, makes perfect sense, doesn't it? But it's not like I'm going to go above Diamond 3 regardless, so it's not that much of a disparity, even if you, you and Kippers do come back. We'll have to see. Uh, maybe if we do, because yeah, this season's not all that interesting. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I think I'm probably not going to play Rocket League nearly as much any longer. Yeah, 
regardless of anything else. But I have the ability to play it again. <laughs> and I have to agree with everyone who said that the, the new UI sucks. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that they revamped all the menus and yeah. something. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's, it's kind of ugly really it's trying to be a mod it's way well, i guess you could say it's trying to be a modern game whereas rocket league really wasn't rocket league was like just goddamn menus <laughs> sure but they fucked up and like got rid of quick play which was weird because everyone when they first introduced quick play everyone hated it and then when they got rid of it everyone hated that as well <laughs> i mean I, don't, I never quite understand. I, I don't really use quick play in any game. Like, I don't quite understand why it exists in most cases because it's just like. Well, because in Rocket League it was obvious because it was just like. It just initiates a search it, again. It, oh, right. I thought oh, you just go find match or whatever. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It, it's the, it, quick play is the find match, but without opening up the window that lets you choose which specific type of match. Oh, it I, just, I, just, so, I just assumed it always went into solo into standard when you hit quick play no it searches for whatever you last had selected which can screw you up if you were searching for like a ranked playlist but then you tried to go you hit quick play and you're like oh wait i don't want to play ranked right now i want to play casual right, i actually yeah. have to go into the menu and select that yeah okay i, was, I always just assumed quick that's what quick play did just did casual standard but they they got rid of it for a while and then they now when everyone whined about it they put it back in except they didn't put it back in correctly because previously you had fine match and you had quick play and they were separate buttons on the main menu. Mm -hmm. And so so starting a quick play search was one button push, which was, you know, that's what you want. That's why it's quick. <laughs> yeah. And so when they got rid of it, everyone was like, oh God, now it takes me like six goddamn button pushes to just start a search because I have to go into what game type I want and whether it's ranked or not and what the server is <laughs> or what region I'm in. But even when you were like, sorry, find match used to just be two, right? So it'd be like find match, and then the default would it would land on is start search, well, it, and it would remember all the settings. You yeah, had. it wasn't as bad as that. But then the trouble was that now they they re-added quick play, but it's a sub button inside the search, so you have to push Wait, a button what? to open. You push a button on find match, and it opens the panel where it's like here's the different types of match or whatever, and then you push a button to start quick play. Except it's a it's a different button, so it's not even convenient. Then you're like a why, <laughs> so you have to remember that it's this separate button. Oh, that's not so bad. It's not so bad, but it's still like a completely different muscle memory that's completely screwy every time. Yeah, sure. I pretty much just mash through the find match now. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Can you not just do what? what so what? Have they rearranged find match. Where it doesn't remember. Like you could pick multiple categories before, right? Because you just have to pick a category, but that forces you to move to it. Or something. Well, now picking multiple categories is again a separate thing where you have to like toggle it into pick multiple categories mode, and then you select them. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why change that? Like, yeah, yeah. All this UI sh shifting around was kind of. Are they trying? Dumb. Oh, cause, cause, so the newbies know how to pick a mode they want to yep, play. Pretty much. Uh, it's like, don't dumb it down. It's the it's the Fortnite update. It's not. You don't. It was a perfectly functional menu beforehand. Yeah. Is what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> and also, this it is wasn't that confusing. It really this, wasn't. This is something that I don't like, but is obviously understandable from a like UI design perspective in general. It doesn't show the like little search box any longer, so you don't get the full information. It just says f searching. Oh, she can't see. The so you can't see if there's an error code. You can't see like what server it's about to join. That's, I mean, not necessary, but you know, I like that. Yeah, I like that too, I, and I'd like it. You know, getting rid of it 
I mean, it would be nice to, for it to be uh, optional, so you yeah. can pull out a details view. And also, related to that, maybe more annoying than that, is that now while you're searching, you can't do anything except for the garage and free play. Oh, which you can't even go into the training? No, free play is the training, that's what oh, I mean. Sorry. You can go into the training, or you can go into the garage, but you can't do any other menu stuff, which is weird. Wait, so not even options? No, it's not even options menu. Or graphic settings? No. Or... And like, I don't know why you would do that. That's, yeah, that's odd. I mean, maybe there's like, because it's annoying when it starts a game and you're in the it's, middle of toying yeah. or something. Maybe they were trying to like reduce the number of times where people would come into games and like BFK, BAFK, because like they hadn't configured their controller right oh, or whatever. Oh, <laughs> wrong. And I had, I haven't had nearly as many like join errors. That may just be coincidence. Okay. But I haven't had nearly as many matches where like the match didn't start because the person didn't make it in, or like the the search errored out. Although now it's sort of that's almost unnoticeable now because there's not this huge box that tells you about it. Mm. But I haven't seen it nearly as often. So I don't know if that, I don't know if that was better or whether that was just pure coincidence and bias. Yeah, maybe, or maybe it's just because there's a bit more players. Maybe it's easier for yeah, to sort maybe. stuff out at the moment or you're getting lucky and it's just matching you with more local people and yeah. connections are a bit better that way you know yeah. oh and one more thing that is super annoying but only for people who have played rocket league before this <laughs> before the free to play when you go in for the first time it it gives you because they've changed how the drop system works again of course and even down to the level of like the common items like the base items that drops like that drop like only once the first mm. time you play through the oh, sure. play right. time in the game or whatever. The old commons. They've therefore made it so that people who played before the free to play patch, they've done what TF2 did and made them like genuine. Yeah, only in in Rocket League they're called what are they called Legacy. I think they called oh, Legacy. I seem to remember them saying that. Yeah. So they've converted all the like the base commons and stuff to Legacy common, but that ruins all your presets. <laughs> Oh wait, what? Every every car that has a, a what what used to be a common item on it, it they didn't. They it didn't, doesn't transfer. No, they so, didn't transfer it to the what, legacy so common. They just turn off. Yeah, so they just disappear. So like, like my van, I had to basically re rebuild that from scratch because it uses all commons. That's really dumb. <laughs> yep, it's real dumb. That's really dumb. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's a level of little polish that. I, I think up till now they've been pretty good about. It. I mean, they've had their moments. Yeah, but... well, like when they accidentally deleted the van, yeah, for example. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> they've had their moments, but it's just like you know, all proper full-on bugs. But they're... that's just not thought through. Yeah, it's just like it's again not as bad as Star Wars UI, but it's like they fucked up the UI. People don't really undervalue how important a good UI, UI is. Is there a button somewhere that says best offer? Like, <laughs> then they've messed up. Well, I haven't looked at the store. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's Rocket League. Press Y to pay monies. <laughs> I don't think there's a, a straight up on the main menu go to the money store. I mean, there's a store. I mean, buy money button. Like right. there are in some games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember back in like, was it Forza 5 when the microtransaction era was just starting up? Well, it had been around for a little bit. Well, the real microtransaction era, though. Yeah. But then it was like, yeah, Forza 5, every menu of that game has a press Y to spend money yeah. <laughs> option. 
and it was just a, it was just a bit egregious and uh it was it was pointed out then yeah we haven't learned nope <laughs> although i can understand it in free-to-play games they need to make <laughs> yes. their money they need to constantly <laughs> you should just put that in, like put that in the top corner on a little thing that just yeah. pops out here's the money slider <laughs> Like ZL like in uh, Smash Brothers and bring out the money menu. The money menu. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. That's all I did. That's the end of this podcast. That's a podcast. It's, as usual, it was too long, even though we said it wasn't going to be because there was no news, but we somehow talked about the news for most of this podcast. Chocolate and cheese, yo. It's contentious. <sighs> so let's shut this thing down. Shut down! This is the end, the end <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> um, check out our YouTube channel for yep. videos of Factorio and buried Mostly. under there some other stuff. <laughs> some other stuff. Some over dinner. Indeed. Plenty some of that. Portal 2 or 2 or 2 or 2. Yeah. Enjoy. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Salacast. Oh, yeah. That yep. little thing. Yep. That little thing. L- little. In quotation marks. Two and a half hours. Yeah. The thing. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Bye. Goodbye.